You are listening to The Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp and SwordChomp.com. We know life is precious and your time is valuable, so thank you for making our show a part of your day. Hopefully we can return the favor by enhancing the grind of life just a little bit. You know, The Chomp Cast gives you double life experience points. It's true. Every show is streaming and downloadable at SwordChomp.com and, of course, iTunes, Spotify, every major podcast outlet. Head on over, subscribe to us, give us a five-star rating if you're on iTunes. Um, Whenever we rise up in the charts, it helps us meet uh, a lot of new listeners. So uh, it's going to be an amazing show today. Take a trip with us down to the slums of Sector 7, past the cocky professor picking up ladies at the 7th Heaven Bar, past the chef with perfectly painted nails stirring a giant vat of were-rat soup. Past the dirty bearded hobo masturbating near the station shouting bad that's what she said quips to uninterested passerbys. Past the drunken anime enthusiast. Whoops. He almost crashed into you. Down, down to the Sector 7 item shop where a beautiful redhead stands behind the counter selling a rare MP3 file for 69 gil. A rare MP3 of a long-lost episode of a depraved video game podcast called The Chompcast. Episode 189, it reads, and it contains the most comprehensive breakdown of the Final Fantasy VII remake ever to grace the interwebs. And that is a fact. We will blend our Final Fantasy VII discussion today with our topic of the show as well, which is how we feel about artists making creative changes to remakes or reimaginings of uh, existing classics, um, because they made a lot of really bold choices with the Final Fantasy VII remake, and it got us thinking about a deeper philosophical topic. And there'll be some other stuff sprinkled in there, but I'm just going to warn you right now, if you don't want to hear Final Fantasy VII talk, you should probably thank you for the subscription, but you're probably not going to want to hear this. <laughs> let's let's get to some intros. This is a special fun show today because we have a special guest who I will introduce right now, the one and only, the amazing Leslie Morales. Hey! Yay, I'm here. I fired the other guy. Don't worry. Good. <laughs> The, yeah. the guy with the funny mohawk thing? Yeah, the one you said it was tool. A tool? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he looked yeah. like a tool. He okay. looked too much like me, and I know I'm a tool. So that's my basic logic that I put there. It's fairly um, accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, we're, we're happy to have you. Our fans are pretty familiar with you, Leslie, but if there's new listeners, you are at Sector 7 Item Shop on Instagram, and... This is kind of your life, Final Fantasy VII. It's <laughs> my Final life. Fan- <laughs> this is who you are. Um, what are. If people go to follow you on Instagram, like what, what are you all about? What is Sector 7 Item Shop? Um, it's basically gaming memorabilia. So you'd see something in a game, and it's pretty much like the trinket is recreated. So uh, working on materia right now you can have a set of materia or a donkey kong barrel or stuff like that you know like you see it i made a shinra box the other day so that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff yeah which is perfect because you're obsessed with uh breaking all the boxes in phone seven i know that yes i am very very weird thing that you told me that you were it's fantastic it's very satisfying Really you know, is a game. the the <laughs> best part is when you break them and then they like they stay right there just like a uh, you know samurai anime or something and it's not oh, until you, you cut bump somebody them. in half yeah, yeah <laughs> and they just they cut in half and stay right there and then you have to like bump them and they finally slide apart right where the cuts yes. were <laughs> it's pretty great uh, that is great 
Um, well, it's, it's awesome to have you here, Leslie. If, for people that don't know, obviously, now they do. And you are a Final Fantasy VII expert of sorts. A Final Fantasy expert of sorts. I guess you could say that. Um, no, you are. Let's have confidence. You okay. are a Final Fantasy VII expert. Great. Um, and we've been hyping up this show privately for like a year wanting to have you on. So thank you for being here. It's going to be fun. Yay. Hopefully you live up to the hype. <laughs> Unlike the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not to, oh, just just a joke. Just a joke. Um, but yeah, why thank are you, for being you in here. charge? That's so weird. exactly. Hey, yeah, I was just gonna say, hey, uh, Leslie, do you want to host the show now? You can just kick Morgan out for this episode. <laughs> I hear we have an opening, right? I would. We're love definitely that, auditioning but, at the very. I mean, <laughs> might be a, might be a little bit of pressure there, but look, Leslie, I would love to be on any podcast you want to host as well. Too. I'm not just sucking up to you. I'm sure it would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, thank you for being here. <laughs> Um, and let's get to the crew you know and love. The Rich Meister, of course, is here from New York. Uh, congratulations, Rich. You are now the member of a top five charting podcast in the Philippines. Congratulations. You know, it's, uh, you, you think this day will come sometimes, you know, you, you write about it in your journal when you're a little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, it, uh, it's pretty lackluster when it really happens, isn't it? <laughs> I- <laughs> I do want to see that journal. I just, for the record, I want that journal. It's a it's, locked it, diary. You can't have the key. Yeah, it's the key. I keep it close <laughs> oh, to those my are heart. Cute. <laughs> oh, man. I always loved how cheap those little keys were. Weirdly enough, I was like 12, but it was yeah. mostly uh, fanfic for West Wing. Huh. <laughs> Crazy. I didn't think you were going there. Um,. <laughs> No, that's yeah. We had a, a fun week charting there as well, but um, I do want that journal for the VIP Instagram page, Patreon.com/SwordChomp. Look for our VIP tier. If if we don't have a real journal, we'll just make one up. So yeah, <laughs> give me an fun. afternoon. Yep. <laughs> yeah, actually, now that we know we're charting in the Philippines, I have something that I can say to kind of commemorate that. Ang amoy ni Morgan ay parang basang umut ot. And that translates from Tagalog to Morgan smells like a wet fart. Oh. Ha. Pleasant. Hmm. Yeah. Don't trust it. Nothing. nothing I like nothing. Jollibee. that's professor layton uh translating for us you can always count on professor layton for a nice fart joke poop joke anything along those lines butts in general uh-huh. uh, would you say you're a butt guy shay is that fair 100 percent. you're an ass man yeah i'm a hundred percent an ass man which <laughs> yep. is which is weird considering where i'm at right now uh, I mean, okay. in, in the world. In a Jollibee? In life? No, I'm saying... No, not in life. I'm, I'm saying that uh, there's that a severe sad. shortage. Um, <laughs> oh. There, you know... Was it, it the was, it was po- shortage? It was po- there, post the wars, um, the Americans... Post the war? ...seem to extract <laughs> all of the heinies from Japan. And... Uh, hmm. They've just never given Japan some of them back, unfortunately. Ever oh. since Operation Tukus drop. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I love Tukus and I love Heine. I think Heine is preferable for me. I just like, it just rolls off the tongue nicely. You gotta really pronounce Tukus. That's yeah, the only way to properly do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a fan of words that sound a little bit like phlegm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, I feel you. Uh, Shay, uh, glad to have you here. Uh, one of our Thanks. Fomacy 7 zealots. So Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's right. Got some more stuff to get to in a little bit. Joshua Fowler's here as well from Michigan, the one and only Joshua Fowler. Uh, Josh, see, I had you stirring the were rat Sioux in the mm-hmm. in the slums. See, does that sound? Do you think you're a good enough chef to make the were rat stew taste good? That's that's my question. Do you think you could do it? I'm yeah, I'm sure I could. Like I've done enough uh, bone broths and stuff like that. If you can make something out of mm. you know trash, I'm sure you could make something <laughs> out of a rat. So it's true. I, think I actually it's heard possible. some. I, uh, Josh, and they weren't the Doom Rats, though, so, you mm-hmm. know, we're, we have that under control. I don't know if the Doom Rats are quite containable uh, in in the culinary market, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, Who's did you say? hear? Who's to say? I actually heard, this is kind of a weird split between you, your intro, Josh, and Rich's, but I heard in New York right now they're having, like, a serious rat problem because of No more than usual. Well... It's like basically has to do with the rats not being able to get their usual amount of like uh, food and trash and stuff because of places being shut down. So they're like, uh, there's like a vicious rat in on rat. On... Well, there's no, that's a rat on rat vicious survivalism thing going on right now. Oh, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I mean, we're going to turn it into like a fight ring. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. Ba- Battle Royale, New York. To tell edition. you the truth. I didn't hear. I didn't hear this, nor have I noticed it. <laughs> it's it's looking it up. It, dude, it's fascinating. I, I was looking into it today. It's I'll like look if it up, a poke... just go outside. Just, just, just open your window. You just go, just go walk down into Times Square, and you just see like a fucking circle pit of rats. Yeah, just a bunch of like rats. That seven of them are just well, line, no, lined up, looking at each other. What's better is I hear squeaking. <laughs> it's like, what the hell just, are these rats doing? There's a bunch They've of larger rats blades. gathered gathered around in a circle, holding bundles of money. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> rats are vicious, hey. man. They're no joke. Put it on the one with the pizza in the mouth. He's gonna win. <laughs> Bet it all on Spotty. <laughs> Old Spotty. Um, yeah, it's fucked up. But anyways, uh, Josh, Seems thank fine. you for being here. Yes, yes, that's the most fucked up part of the, this whole situation. Are the rats fighting? God, I, God I don't know it, why. Guys. It's just something about if it. We it's knew, fucked up to me. If we truly knew this was going to be the result of the coronavirus, <laughs> would we have dared? To keep things open. Yeah, there's nothing sadder well, I mean, than rat on rat violence. Well, <laughs> <laughs> rat on rat. That's really the side quest they missed out on in the re. No, I mean it's interesting because rats, by nature, to me, I had no idea they were so like you know they obviously they'll eat their own kind and stuff like that. They're already naturally survivalist and f- fairly vicious. So like this being pushed to the brink of their own yeah. um, instincts is kind of fascinating to me and kind yeah. of they really are the sickening. meth head of the animal kingdom. That's just that's what we always say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what about hyenas, man? Oh, hyenas, mm, they're kind of cool, I think. I, I think I like that's probably cool, on the beat. I like that episode of Buffy where all the kids in the high school turn into were hyenas. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Are that's a real episode. Yep. You can oh, look it up. <laughs> I used to watch that so- a show for Sarah Michelle Gellar, but I didn't really pay attention to anything. So. Yeah. Typical. Morning. I think we all guessed that. Yeah, you didn't really need to fill in the blanks or else. You mean there's a, a TV show a, and Morgan watched the woman in it? <gasps> she was a national What? <sighs> Sarah Michelle Gellar was very 90s. That's how old I am. I must be the oldest person here. Come on. Anybody in the 90s remember Sarah Michelle Gellar? That was a... We, I think we all know who Sarah Michelle Gellar is. Like, <laughs> I, don't think... I just need to be sure that you know. <laughs> I feel... 
Uh, Morgan's got to make sure that you can at least validate his creepiness. That's, I, yeah, that's, that's the whole true. point here. I had the God Milk ad for her taped on the wall. It's fun to listen to him say Sarah Michelle Geller like twelve hundred times. That's that's fun. Just we have to edit that out for legal reasons. (laughs) True, it's a cool name. Um, Yeah, that's me. I'm Morgan here from Montana, General Mountain Time, and we have a special special show today. I'm excited, guys. We have so many cool things to talk about. Like I said, there's a little Animal Crossing and some other stuff like Space Force sprinkled in uh, in the poll section that we always get to, but we want to make this show specially about um, Final Fantasy VII because of our guest. And maybe a little Final Fantasy will weave itself in there because we all have thoughts. We're all passionate about Final Fantasy, which is interesting. Nobody sitting in this uh, virtual room does not have a passion for Final Fantasy, which is cool because generally speaking, no matter what we talk about, there's always like one, like Shay, for example, is the only person I know who does not like Animal Crossing and that's fine. But like, there's always one game, like there's always one of us that doesn't like the thing, right? In this case, we all like the thing and we all have thoughts. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Um, just for the record, Leslie, you and Rich, I th- have both finished it, right? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I did. Jesus Christ. Yay! <laughs> We're winners. Than, one yeah. week. What I was your time? What was your f- final play time, uh, both of you? Leslie? Like 50 hours, I think. 50? Good God. Rich? Wow. Yeah, I'm at about 48 also. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's mm. having done... Like, I really just need to do the hard mode run. I did Bahamut. I did all that stuff. All That's right. breaking every box and searching every corner. Oh, That's yeah. the way to do it. Is yeah. there a trophy for every box? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't Aww. think so. No. Yeah, I, I would hope not, because I've seen quite a few of them, like, hidden in dark hallways and stuff that, yeah. You've been easy to miss. It would be really I easy to dark miss. dark hallways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's exclusively where I, where we hang out. Um, you know, Leslie, there's a game called, uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, if you love boxes, just for, just for reference. If you want to smash a lot of boxes. Mm-hmm. Crash Icon looks like a golf Seriously. ball. Um, <laughs> sorry, she was distracted. I was like, I'm going to be my Crash Bandicoot show. Let's get to the show here, all right? So the, the topic of the show is basically about, like, messing with reimaginings, I guess, or taking those creative liberties. Um, and I want to know what you guys think about this. You know, poor George Lucas was basically ran out of Star Wars. He wanted to sell that shit because the fans were so brutal to him just sort of even adjusting <laughs> His oh own no! Work. Did he get Not billions just... <laughs> of dollars? Oh no! I don't. I don't necessarily. I don't feel sad for him in that way because he was successful at what he did. But I. I do think that there's something kind of sad about the artist, like the art getting away from, like their own creation getting so big that it gets away from them, and the fact that their own fans pushed them away from the thing they created. There's something like weirdly sad about that to me. Um, rich. I have a I have a picture of George Lucas holding Baby Yoda that my friend who worked on The Mandalorian sent me from when he came to visit set. That's pretty great. <laughs> that sounds adorable. Um, so, yeah. So, Leslie, I'll throw it to you first because, you know, you are our guest of honor here. When, you know, you grew up, um, you love Final Fantasy VII, although I know you told me Six is the one that has your heart. And you decided to make your shop um, named after the Sector 7 item shop because it fit thematically and it was... A uh, very cool idea. Um, but how did you feel when you heard they were going to make the remake? Were you concerned? What's your philosophy on, you know, cr- creators kind of changing stuff that you hold sacred? 
when it comes to Final Fantasy, I'm really I'm not opposed like at all. I the running joke is I will buy a chocobo shaped shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not. <laughs> I won't. I really won't. But okay. um, uh-huh. I do you know what they're selling? Well, maybe. I maybe. I don't know. I'll let you know. Rich. <laughs> I'd have to see it first, but maybe <laughs> it'd have to be a real colorful shit. Let me tell you. Yes. <laughs> In a box, in an acrylic box. So yeah, um, but I really, it's with Final Fantasy, it's not a concern. Um, I don't get upset over changes. Now, if they like made major changes, if they just took like Cloud as a character or the the four main characters as characters and threw them into something completely different, that'd be another story. But they kept a lot of the main elements of the original seven. So. Like, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, as long as they... It, it's kind of like when you look back on it, it's a, it's going to be opinion and per, uh, judgment, but, like, if Cloud was, like, bald um, or, like, had a buzz cut... I'd be so be, pissed. <laughs> if Cloud had a buzz cut, it sounds stupid, but, yeah, yeah. It's just, like, you have to know there are certain things you can't fuck with. I'd want to know why. Why is a buzz cut? Okay. Why? Yes, why? Like okay. my number so one the- question about Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> which is why is Cloud wearing Vincent's clothes? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that a real thing? Wow. I yeah. Know. Yes. Huh. Well, I mean, obviously there's some canon there. There's some well, shipping it's be- going on. The actual reason is apparently Vincent was going to be in that game also, but then they cut him out. So I guess they just fused the models together. I don't know. <laughs> they just ran out of time. Yeah. Was, that in, look- was that in the first Kingdom Hearts? That's what it was? Uh, yeah. He, he, it was. He's wearing one and uh, two. Because he's got that yeah. outfit or just one that he's got that outfit? It might yeah. be just one. Definitely in one, he's wearing Vincent's cloak and he's wearing his like uh, he's got his like claw gauntlet. claw glove yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. But he did look cool. I thought it looked cool though on him for mm-hmm. what it's worth. And his sword I mean, had bandages because it was hurt. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, so Japanese. I love it. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense, Leslie. I I, I definitely uh, see where coming from in that for sure. Um, Josh, what's your philosophy on? Uh, in general, when it comes, let's say, a property, either Fantasy Seven or something that you hold dear and you hear somebody's remaking it or reimagining it. Um, I'm generally for any of those any of those changes. Like most, a lot of, I don't know about most, but a lot of books that I've read will get second and third editions with, you know, consistency error, errors fixed and uh, and little things like that. And for the most part, it's good. Um, mm-hmm. as long as you can still find the, like the original, I think I'm like, I'm always for it. Um, like it's a little frustrating when you just can't find the older versions. Like yeah. there, there's only one good version of Blade Runner, but it's good that you can watch any of them. Um, and that's kinda, I think, uh, you, you know, you're talking about the new Blade Runner, of course, with no, the old, there's only the one good version, one. the old one. Cause there's like. <laughs> four different cuts of that film yeah um, yeah this would be a sequel anyway it would but be, i just talking well, about yeah but like all those that's i think changes. that's kind of i think one of the reasons why so many people turned on george lucas like you alluded to earlier because because of watto well it's basically impossible to go find the original versions of the old star wars films and oh, he I made it he made it impossible yeah yeah like it would be really cool to actually have those original versions that you could still go easily see just to compare like, okay, this is, uh, it makes sense why they changed this, but I should still be able to see the other one. Um, and totally. again, they've released final fantasy seven, so many different versions at this point that you can, you can go ahead and play 
the original still. And yeah, so I was fine with them making whatever changes they really wanted for, uh, for the remake. Mm-hmm. They don't have an Alexa version yet, but it's basically Skyrim level as far as you're just mm-hmm. a thousand. Re, uh, re, uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, Shay, where, where do you stand on, I mean, I could rephrase the same question, but you, you know, I'm going to ask you. So, um, I, I don't know. Like I'm mostly okay with it. Like Josh said, when they, when they take something and they completely scrap the old one and they make the old one not available, I absolutely hate that. But otherwise I am pretty open to them, to people, them, the general them reinterpreting things and reimagining things and trying new ideas. Uh, my fit, I've told you guys this so many times, my favorite games are shining force one and two. And those games are actually reimaginings from the original game. The original game was a dungeon crawler. And then after a few more games in that series, they transitioned into the PS2 era and they moved from tactics to a more action adventure style game. Yeah. And they've actually, you know, changed again. Now it's more of like a JRPG action adventure style. Like, Games continue to evolve, and I I have a level of respect for games and game developers who are able to stay true to the original formula while making it feel modern, because that is such a difficult thing to do, and I truly, truly, truly feel that other people, and myself first and foremost, take for granted how difficult that is to do, whether you're applying that across the board to movies or music or video games, anything is when you stay in a specific style and you modernize it, that's incredible. That truly, truly is incredible. And it's, it's rare. It's super rare. So I think that more often than not, people who are developing need to make those changes to modernize it. Imagine that we got the Final Fantasy VII remake and the combat system was the exact same, the leveling system was the exact same, yeah, there'd be some people, like the purists, who'd be like, yes, I love this. And, you know, I would still like it and Rich would still like it. We'd probably both still love it. But there, I guarantee you there'd be a, a sect of people and it might even be more than half of the people who've played the game. And I might even be there complaining, like, dude, I don't have... 80 plus hours to sit there and just grind out levels and to go, you know, do this one thing to fight this one enemy to search for this uh, materia, but I have to be a strong enough level. You know, like the people, the general population, I feel like doesn't have that time or that attention span. So, yeah, gaming developers need to keep that in mind. Uh, gaming 20 years ago, 30 years ago is not what it is today. And there are trends today. And one of those things is a faster paced game, for example. So companies have to be cognizant of that and move forward with that information. So I'm always open to reinterpretations or reimagining of games because we want, it's hard to say we want things modern, because there are certain, there are definitely certain times in my life where I'm like, man, you know, just miss getting to sit on the couch and just play Final Fantasy VII like the original and just vegging out for 12, 14 hours a day. 
like yeah i like i i miss that i miss those experiences but i can't go back and do that either because i'm older if i sit for 12 hours i get hungry or i feel like a piece of shit because i've been sitting there doing nothing or um when my back but wait a second that's what leslie and rich did over the past weeks that's how they they put 50 hours into this thing they cruise through it a lot Um, of people are mad at me But you're saying you don't have to because of the flow of the game. It doesn't require you to grind or binge it in that way necessarily. I, right. I, I get that. Right. It, I think that's kind of the beauty. Like, uh, that's actually descending into the Final Fantasy talk. I'll save that for later. But um, yeah, I just I think that people should be more open minded to changes. And it's it's hard. I will admit that it's really hard, especially when it's something that you absolutely love and you have the most fond memories in the world of. Like I struggle mm-hmm. with that sometimes with like music artists when they take like a drastic shift in their sound or their style or their genre. And I it's like a band that I've loved for 10, 15 years and they do this polar shift and then you have to kind of reconcile it or you have to be like, ah, this this direction isn't for me. I have the older stuff, you know, and I think that's the same here with gaming. Uh for for me, like for Shining Force, I know I love Shining Force one and two. Uh, the the prequel to that, Shining in the Darkness, ah, that's okay. It's a decent game. I enjoyed the PS2 era games, but like some of those other entries, I just don't enjoy, and that's okay. I don't have to be like this fervent mega fan that's like I will like all of the Shining entry games. Whether like I will I will support them whether or not I like them. It doesn't have to be like that because the games I love still exist. You know, yeah. So if yeah. I don't like the, um, the new changes, okay. They still I, yeah, for sure. No, I I think you made a lot of great points there, um, and I and the Shining Force is actually a good example because of how much they changed that as well. Uh, Rich, you obviously I know you're really positive on this. As knowing you, you seem to be like a pretty easygoing guy as far as you know, kind of do whatever you want. Like, what's your what's your philosophy? Uh, well. Actually, I think FF7 kind of the remake here does a really great example of what I like to see and hope we see more of uh, from remakes going forward, which is it seems like the attitude they took with it really was like you sit down like we have the bones of a good story, the bones of a great game here. But it's kind of like, you know, take it from square one, reexamine it and think, okay, we've learned a lot in 20 fucking years of making games. If we are going to do it all again, what can we do better? What would you do differently? And what would you add? And they kind of approach those things in a really novel way across the board, I think. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's going to be interesting, and we can kind of delve right into that right now. My only really closing thoughts are, I I agree with what you got users saying, in particular what Josh was saying about, like, being able to find, like, the original. Ironically, I've been trying to search for Crisis Core this week, and I haven't been able to find it because it's only... Well, don't worry. A remaster's coming. That's the rumor. Uh, did you hear about that rumor, Leslie, that Rich is spinning some of his uh, insider game journalism rumors? <laughs> I just checked my email. It's really mm-hmm. not that. <laughs> no, but that's good, good for Rich. you. That's good for you. Um, yeah, tell, tell her the rumor. Tell her all about it. Well, uh, they're saying Crisis is getting remastered. It's for Switch amongst everything else, right? You Morgan? tell me. You're the one who broke the news to me. You I fucking, know. I broke it to you. When the fuck was this? You just brought it up right now. No, you yesterday in our private chat, you said there was a rumor about a uh, oh the Final Fantasy one. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, I yes, thought you were talking yes. about the game Crisis because that's literally also a rumor that's happening. No, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy Crisis Core. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a rumor floating about that uh, Switch and PS4 might be getting 
a uh, Final Fantasy VII Legacy collection that would include Crisis Core, Before Crisis, and Dirge of Cerberus, which is great because two of those games are good and one of them is Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. He's, wait- he's waiting for the joke. The joke I know. <laughs> Every uh, look, Rich is not going to be happy uh, when he sleeps at night if he can't take at least one stab at Dirge of Cerberus. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to show. like Dirge of Cerberus. I like it had the potential to be so good, and it let me down so hard. Um. Anyways, what I was going to say was like mm-hmm. I, I remember this one time George R. R. Martin had a good quote about it because they were remaking uh, Game of Thrones for HBO, and he would you know obviously he takes his own work very seriously, very sacred, if you will, and he was like, you know. They they care they care very much about the product and look my books are still there you know nothing they do is going to change what I made and people have a hard time getting around that unless he never I, finishes it <laughs> that's true because now yeah because now we're like well we that's think the we only ending there is now if something <laughs> yeah. happens to him <laughs> and wouldn't it be cool vi- if they remade yeah. Final Fantasy VII before it was over <laughs> Jeez. you know. I, what will happen first? Final Fantasy VII Remake will finish or uh, the Game of Thrones trilogy or uh, the Game of Thrones books will finish? Sorry. That's well, one of those things is never going to happen. So. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake. I agree. Um, but yeah, it's it's I just I think it's a very good concept to live by. Like, you know, the thing you loved isn't going away. So just uh, keep that no matter how bad the thing they make is. It's going to be all right. Um and that's what I always try to tell people to calm them down if they're having a nerd fit about something. You know, it's like your your creation that you love is always going to be there. You need to do something new. And I think as we segue here into the the, the actual game breakdown, I think that's why this game is so interesting, and probably why people like you know Rich and Shay among others are are really enjoying it is because you're getting enough of the nostalgia, but you're getting new feelings. You know, we want new feelings as as human beings. Those are the things that we live for. We get excited about. Um, but you want just enough of that nostalgia to, to make it work. And that seems to be, that's the goal, right? In this sort of case. And there's a lot of great remakes. My favorite re- remake up until, I don't know, I, don't, I can't get into this too much, but like the Spyro remake is almost more of just, it's considered a remake, but it's literally the same game, just gorgeous. Some people consider it a remaster, but it's kind of tricky, right? Because... Well, did they use the original I code? I don't think so. No, no, it's a new engine. Yeah, that's what like that's the main difference. Yeah, it's a really. it's a new engine that is way more forgiving than the original, um, but is they made it to feel like you're a member essentially, um, which is point. yeah, really 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 cool. Um, I thought they more did a of a by the letter that. remake though. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, yes, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think one of the things I I praised that last time we had talked about this out the gate was like. I remember the dragon animations in that game being so boring, being like three of them when you saved a dragon and they, they added like so many unique ones to it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking crazy, but it's still technically letter of the law. They really just messed with barely the feel and the aesthetics, the look of it really. But, um, everything else is technically by the numbers. Yeah. The, all the, the level design yeah. and stuff is the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, whether yeah, they change we- very minor things about the game. Uh, they, they changed actually, if I remember correctly, I, I believe that they, um, yeah, like you said, Morgan, they essentially changed a little bit of the feel of the play to where it, and Josh, you said this too, to where it is a little bit more forgiving at times. And it's a little bit smoother because obviously running a PS1 era game on the PS4 
and keeping 100% same mechanics just doesn't just doesn't make for a good uh, yeah. combination there. And that's kind of the same thing they did with the Medieval remaster as well. And I would, you know, mm-hmm. dare to say almost remake territory. Like, they basically made the controls and the mechanics a little bit easier and more forgiving, or at least a little bit more modern, however you want to word that. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It's it's interesting that we are getting all these remakes and remasters because a lot of them exist largely within our mind. Like we fill in the gaps with a lot of them Um, and it it invokes a lot of memories for a lot of us. But with the one we're going to be talking about today and we talked about last week, uh, it's it's a lot different. And I think in a lot of ways, same with the Resident Evil 2 remake, which was, in my opinion, up until now, the best remake that's been made for gaming because um, they managed to keep a lot of the same things, but even add more content and make it like to elevate it to where it could have been had that technology existed when those games first released. And I think that's always the best part about remakes. Yeah. The seven remake is definitely ambitious because they, you could you could make a case if if you don't think there's anything cynical behind the um, money making side of it that it's one of the more ambitious remakes ever attempted because it's a fifty plus hour uh, version of a fourth or a third or a half of a game whatever we'll see uh, Leslie when you last week we had pretty much talked up to the first couple chapters but. Um, you you did you dive into the demo before the game came out to kind of see what it was all about? You had to have, right? I'm sure you couldn't resist yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. You did, okay. Um, and then they, of course, they made us play the demo again that night, and then you got. Right. What were your, what were your initial impressions? I never really got to talk to you with that because the beginning of the game is pretty much like a very pretty version of. Uh, it's very faithful to the beginning of Final Seven before it starts to get weird with Roach and all that kind of stuff. Um, you were feeling good about that? How how are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, um, playing, it's, Reactor 1 is pretty much the same as I remember, remember it. The only thing with the demo that I was kind of like, I guess, upset about was the bombing mission music. Like, when cloud is on the train it was a very short ride and i remember it being very much like very impactful um so that was kind of a disappointment for me but like i played yeah first on i think normal mode to get a feel for the combat and the scorpion boss took me way too fucking long and it was because i didn't realize there were freaking atb gauges and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's how you're supposed to fucking fight. Um, and then I played through it again on Classic just to kind of see what the differences were. Um, and then that's when you and I were having that conversation about um, the progression of like doing a remake that is such an old game. It's an older game and having people be pissed off at the combat system. and wanting all of this progression with art direction and character development and all of this stuff and then wanting this ancient combat system but you can't have that you can't expect all of this progression in all of these areas and then 
not have this forward movement in the combat system. But the like the demo, I mean, it was very beautiful. The music was very well done. It like I was ready. Like give it to me now is what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> give it, give it, and give, give it to me, me now. Give, give it, it to me now. Give me now. Give One me. thing I, I will that. say, I Leslie, before I let right. Morgan get in there, is that <laughs> I will. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you more, and that's why I just wanted to real quick. The train, th- the train sequence that you're talking about, I felt largely the same. Actually, like the visuals were stunning, absolutely stunning, and I think they did a great job with that. I think what took me out of the beginning of that was hearing like the guards actually talk, like at the like on the sorry on the train platform when they're talking. And then the train is coming in and it just kind of took me out of the experience. Cause if you remember for the, from the original, obviously there was no voice acting, but like the music just starts and it feels extremely frenetic right from the get go. Other than seeing Aerith at the very beginning when the theme is just starting, it just feels super frenetic. And I, I absolutely love that. You just get fucking thrust into the beginning and that the music the music is super intense to match that and i think they did a good job of kind of dialing back the music just a tad because you're not just running in their balls deep quite like you did in the original but it just felt a little bit off kilter for me personally because then you have the original that is such a frenetic we're going in here to bomb this it's like kamikaze mission and they kind of took away from that a little bit by showing off. I assume the purpose of that was to show off the voice acting and to add a little bit um, Mm -hmm. of world building. But yeah, it just took me out of that initially. I was able to get back into it, but it was a little bit, I I don't want to say poorly executed, but it could have been better executed at the beginning. Yeah. 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 I, I just remember feeling the exact same way that you did Leslie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, good point. Can I uh, say so, before you move on, Morgan? No, you're fine. I, Go for I, it. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, uh, your credit like about that scene. Night. And actually, Rich, before, before, I want to say before you move on. No, I'm just kidding. Sure. Um, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm just kidding. Just go the, uh, I, I think, like, it, it actually mirrored more for me the opening train sequence from Crisis Core, which is actually meant to mirror the original train sequence. So it's weird. <laughs> wait, there's three train sequences now? Good God. Crisis Core <laughs> opens with a very similar uh, scene with Zach on a train. Uh, um, and it was it making me think of that more so. Of course. It does. Uh, that, yeah, that makes so much more sense. I need to find that game. I'm sad. Leslie mailed that game to me, but no, she mailed it to her ex podcaster, Fish, but he kept it locked in his house for so long that by the time I, I got it, I felt say, bad. I was going to say, I'll just send you this whole PSP with it in there. I, oh, you might I as well see. sent it. I sent it and the I game know, and the chart. I, I thought you were going to play it. I don't know. But see, Rich will just let me have his. So you got to plug forever. it in and and High turn it on. That just... No, Morgan, I want this back. <laughs> Do you really? Does anybody want a PSP? Is well, yeah, because I want to yeah. be able to play Crisis Core. <laughs> How else are you going to play Metal Gear Solid Acid? Jeez. <laughs> Once every ten years. <laughs> How am I going to watch? Hey, my like, movie? What about Untold Legends? Are you going to watch your UMD? Anybody ever yeah, play Untold Legends on the PSP? How, yeah. How am I going to watch the first Tomb Raider movie on UMD? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spider Man Two, dude. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! I had some like my dad bought me a PSP in high school, and I had some of those like movies on disc, and I would bring them in, oh, yeah. and I, I would be in stagecraft watching them, and then 
my stagecraft instructor instructor eventually found me watching movies on that little tiny ass handheld <laughs> device. Yeah, I got in big trouble for that. Do you remember like, when they put episodes of TV on uh, GBA? No. Oh, yeah. yes, I do. There was like Pokemon yeah. cartoons and stuff. It would oh, just be like wild. a gray GBA cartridge. It's yeah. like, this has got two episodes of Pokemon on it. Yeah. It's That's $40, $45. <laughs> Shit. God, people pay for the um, portability you know, is insane. Sm- smartphones killed a lot of things. Now that we think about it. A lot it, of that like, weirdness. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sad about it. I'm just, it's interesting to think about in retrospect, but that's a topic for another yeah. day. Actually. You still got a taste of It's a topic sanity. for another day. Um, yeah, UMDs. The, <laughs> the hot format um, sensation that's sweeping the nation. Mm-hmm. Woo! I I think that you actually transitioned me accidentally into a good uh, conversation, Leslie and, and uh, Shay, because, and I'll just do this open forum, so feel free to jump in when it feels appropriate, because there's like five people here, so, but you guys both you were kind of hinting on the voice acting, and I, I've been thinking a lot about it this week, because I've been talking about it privately with, with you guys, uh, and gals, and uh, I've been talking with some of my coworkers as well, and it's interesting how they do how they seem to go about it a little differently than a lot of big budget studios. Maybe it's just because Square has like a, a kind of a classic way of doing it. But and this is not to say that all the voice actors necessarily are bad or anything like that. We'll we'll get into that. But they don't. A lot of games now I've noticed will facial map actors and actresses. Like like for example, if you go through a game, you don't ever think like, oh, that voice doesn't fit the person because the the face is mapped to look like the person, even if they're adding to it to some degree. Um, and I was kind of digging into how they were creating this game and some of the voice actors involved. Um, and there's definitely, like, you were telling me, Leslie, that you had some issues with Aerith. Like, Aerith was not, mm-hmm. you weren't feeling her for some reason, whether it was the, the voice actress or the vibe or what's going on. You are Aerith. We, we jokingly call you Aerith mm-hmm. because of your appearance uh, and love of Home Seven. 7 So what's, I thought you would have been. I have literally you know, never called her Aerith. What is this we shit? I guess I guess it's just me. To who? I, <laughs> I mean, I I mean, Leslie. I didn't know if you want. I'll call you Aerith from now on. I just I didn't I don't want to be disingenuous to our fans here. I've never. Yeah, I didn't know that it was a thing we did. Well, she jokingly yeah. refers to herself as Aerith on her Instagram page sometimes. No, we all lie on our taxes, right? That's just that's just a thing we do, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just the <laughs> thing. It's like when you go to a restaurant, you take the little bottles of syrup. Like they want you to do it. Yeah. Right. It's the uh, so Aerith, uh, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get our food to go. We're gonna get our food to go, honey. I said I don't want a box. Eh, she's being a bitch. Don't worry about it. We're gonna get the food to go. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry about that, you guys. I'm she's sorry. being a bitch. <laughs> it's not uh it's not Aerith. I'm sorry, Aerith. Uh, we'll go no, the you, don't oh, be wrong. No, don't do that. That's that's <laughs> the original is not a mi- like. Oh, that's not the original. It's you a mistranslation. Actually, yeah, you know God, actually, Morgan. They, they, there was actually a theory out there that her original name was supposed to be Aerith, like the two combined together. But um, they've never proven that. So Aerith, Aerith, <laughs> and that's actually hinted at in Aragus, God Bless the Ring, starring mm. Cloud Strife and Sephiroth. <laughs> Oh God, I'm so sorry I did that. Um, so yeah, so I was just wondering, like, what characters worked for you guys and what characters didn't. Leslie, you said Eris. Give me, tell me why. Tell me what's going on. I don't. I got no. I she can't put your finger on it. She kind of feels like an airhead. 
just me? Huh. Is it just me? I, I don't know. She, I don't know. I, I feel after playing no. Crisis Core that it's, that I'm very pro Tifa and her fucking with my man Cloud is just ticking me off. Well, yeah. she just, mm, she well, has reasons for that. <laughs> I think part of it is that they went with a voice that's closer to the age that she was supposed to be. Whereas in the original, I just kind of imagine them all in their twenties instead of in their teens. And yeah, she just, she seems kind of way younger. Ha- yeah. Peppy. She seems yeah. way younger. She seems like a teenager. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go. And yeah. yeah, that took some getting used to with all of them a little bit. Um, she is very, but, her character's very immature for somebody who has, Number one, seen some shit, vis- like mentally, visually, and for someone who is like the last of her kind, who's such an important person, like key player in everything that has, the fate has of happened, the world. And will, right, and will happen, yeah. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's also really dudes weird. are always falling through the roof of her church, and she just seems not it's shaken just, by it. Yeah, <laughs> like it happens every Big, day. I, Big sorted fellas literally dropping in her lap once every couple to be fair, years. I don't yep. remember like exactly what her is, but I do. Th- I am interested to see what the deal is with her and the Turks and why they're always hanging around her. I don't remember any of that it's stuff. It's because she's an ancient. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Rich! God, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, is he not that far yet? Did you play like an hour of the game? No, I dude, I put twelve hours into that they're game. They're supposed to bring her back. It doesn't. I don't care. I'm not spoiler sensitive. Don't worry. I'm, I'm sorry. I was, I, w- I was like, joking. It didn't even occur to me that that could possibly be a spoiler. I mean, it did. It's a game that came out a long time ago. I was I was curious because I'd forgotten, but now you know, it's too late, so it doesn't matter. No, well, no, it's okay. not. We can well, edit that out. Uh, back to back to the point. Hand. No, I. No, I actually I feel kind of the opposite. I really liked her, vo- or I do like her voice actor a lot, and the way she's portrayed because. I remember from the beginning, like, yes, she ends up seeing a lot of shit, but she's also extremely innocent. She's she's supposed to kind of represent the purity in this story. And I think that the voice actor did a really good job of that. And as a funny or not funny, as a cute little anecdotal story, I was surfing through Twitter a few days ago and the voice actor, she's actually a streamer. And I watched this video. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. She's actually playing the game because she did all of Aerith's voice. And she comes to the part where she hears Aerith for the first time and she just starts bawling. And she's like, I've loved this game for so long. And to actually be a part of this game is amazing. And I was like, fuck, feel good moment of 2020 right there. It was so beautiful to see that uh, video and see her genuine reaction. And that's probably swayed me even further into my mm-hmm. own camp of that she does a perfectly great <laughs> yeah. job. But I honestly felt At least that you're way honest beforehand. About it. Yeah, I I agree with both of you. I did. I was shocked by her voice at first because it's so much more high pitched. It's so much younger than I had in my head for her voice. But I do like the take of it. Um, just the longer I've lived with it just the whole idea of her just being very upbeat in spite of everything because she like the entire the entire section after you fall into her church um they do a really good job and they did this in the original but they did they still 
like it, it it came through just about the same as the original of her showing you around and you know knowing what's going on whereas you don't um through that section and it's still i still feel like that worked really well um having yeah. her just kind of you know showing showing how she interacted with you know all the different uh villagers around where she lives uh and everything i i thought they did that really well um and that that section is kind of what turned me around on the character um and kind of made me see that they're just it's it's not even that they're going in a different direction i feel like a lot of it is similar it's just i had a different voice in my head the entire time playing it um same and same. the that intro was just shocking first hearing your talk i'm like oh oh uh, i i um i guess that works that's uh what's certain certainly a voice yeah um it's i think that's the the slight negative knock i would have on just adding voice acting to this in general is i think the beauty of reading a book or playing a game with no voice acting or minimal is that you get to develop the story or the the voices in your head and i think that it would be a really interesting study if we ever get the technology to where we could pull out the voice people have in their heads of characters. Mm. You know, for example, if I'm reading Harry Potter and I have never seen the movies, the voice I have for Harry Potter is going to be the di- a different voice than all four of you. And basically go with Godfrey. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm not going to even try and impersonate him, but it would um, be a tough one. I'd be impressed if you could do it. <laughs> uh, I would not be on this podcast. I would definitely be a voice actor. Um, but uh, well, actually, if, if you don't mind me, like, have the technology to. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you just got me thinking, Shay, that the the unique thing here, yeah, a lot of these games, even that I'm comparing it to, there is no silent version of the game, you know? And that's a weird thing. A lot of these games, the Red Dead's, the God of Wars, we're playing for the first time, and they're they're well done, but that's all you associate it with. You don't have this sort of quiet um, version of the game in your head silently that they're sort of trying to match to make everyone happy, and it's, like, very difficult. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. And I think it I think it's interesting because yeah, we all developed these own voices in our head for these these characters and they're not going to match up and for some people that's going to be a disappointment. And it's not an invalid point because that that was a part of the experience. That was what we formed. That our memories come with those voices that we put to those characters and there's nothing wrong with that you know when i heard barrett for the first and also, time also also a lot of music from boy bands <laughs> for T? some reason yeah yeah a pretty right. fool yeah i go ahead yeah, tell me your barrett story just well the first time i heard barrett like i imagine him the way he talks but it just seems like even more over the top than i had in my head and it like it took me a few seconds to be like all right Barrett in 2020 is this fucking extra, not as extra as I thought when he he was when I was seven years old. He's like that much more extra, you know, or cloud. Mm -hmm. I expected cloud to be a lot more fucking like whatever, like just like, yeah, like at that lower range of his, his own voice, Mm -hmm. like just the minimal effort he could to talk just like whatever, you know, but he's, he's up in his higher range. He's, you know, he's more, 
excited at times than you'd expect. And I think that's an interesting, I think that'd be just an interesting study in general to look at, you know, where gaming was at, where people would have to put voices to the characters to where it is now, where we kind of get served the voices to us. Um, I think that'd be an interesting topic too. Is like, is there a preference there? Is that is there yeah. how much uh, that does got it me thinking, the memories uh, let, of those games? Yeah, no, no, I'm with you 100, percent Shay. That's that's a good point. Um, you got me thinking, Leslie. Did you, did your dreamboat cloud live up to you? Is it everything you wanted cloud to be? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, watching Advent Children, he feels like the same cloud kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think like to the point of Aerith, it may not be just the voice acting for me. It's probably a combination of the way that she's written and the voice acting and the personality. Right. Yeah, I always I always imagine her as being a little more likable. I think um like like a little more I don't want to say nurturing cuz that sounds creepy. Like a little more personable, like down to earth, I guess, instead of like do you think yeah, she I seems guess, unpersonable? Because I don't really get that vibe. A little strong. I mean, it's it's tough because they make Cloud. Cloud's character is written in a way to where like the women and the people in his life have to kind of push him to do things. Like all of the women in his life, Jesse, uh, Tifa, um, uh, Aerith, they're all like very much like, "Come on, do this, do this, do this," and he's just kind of like, "All right, fine." You know, that's just kind of how. Well, he's yeah, written. no, I mean, I, I think that stuff will shake out later, and by later, I even mean in more entries as you learn like more of like what Cloud's kind of walking around with. Um, I guess I meant like, no, that's that's a good point, Rich. Sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say, I guess I always imagined like because you already have these established relationships with Tifa and then Jesse, like to make the me even feel sort of that third tier of the character romance with Aerith. I wanted, I thought her character had to almost in some ways be the strongest because you've already sort of associated this um, emotional attachment or this relationship with the first two, um, with like Jesse and and. Tifa in particular. So it's for Aerith to like, I didn't feel, I wanted to feel more of that sort of like tug guess, of war emotionally. I, I guess I, I get what, and I think it captures it for me. Cause what Aerith, like Aerith's get up and go attitude towards cloud to me always kind of was like, he was almost taken aback by her because unlike everybody else, whereas like Tifa and in this version, Jesse also being like, Oh, come on, do this thing. I need you to do this thing. Like Aerith's attitude is always like, well, of course we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And so Cloud is just kind of like taken along for the ride of like, well, it, it isn't a question when Aerith says yeah. it. She's like, well, I'm going to do this thing. And he's like, well, fuck. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. He's along for the ride. And that's that plays so much more into what happens later in the story. And I don't obviously there are people who are experiencing this for the first time. So I will try and keep the the spoiling of the 23-year-old story to a minimum but the the way she conducts herself like Tifa um was always kind of the person that you know she's a strong independent person but she always deferred to cloud you know she always kind of felt like i you know i have to de- defer to him Jesse kind of was doing her own thing but Jesse like as it's alluded to in this game, and this is a minor spoiler, and if anyone doesn't want to listen to this, fast forward like 30 seconds. Um, okay. Boop, boop, boop. Yep. No, she... That was a... That was... 
the weirdest fast forwarding sound I've probably ever heard in my <laughs> life. But, but she's kind of moving on to whatever excites her. Jesse isn't there for a long time there. She she's there for a good time, you know? And with Aerith, she you know, she's the the like I said, the pure character there. And she's doing things the way she wants to, because that's just the way she is. She's this very motivated, driven person. And if you're along for the ride, she's, she's, she's along for the ride with you. She's side by side with you. And that plays so much more into what happens, um, later in the game. And we'll see that in future episodes and, uh, or installments, whatever, whatever the hell you want to call it. But I don't know. Like, I feel like the way she acts is exactly the way I imagined she would act. I, I, I see minimal to no difference there. Whereas you see someone like Tifa, and in the first game, Tifa was like, I don't know. I, I enjoy Tifa a lot more in this game than I did in the original, to be honest with you, because yeah. Tifa in, in the original just seemed like super mopey and like oh cloud come on oh cloud come on you know and in this game like they gave her that level of independence i felt like tifa that tifa always (laughs) (laughs) fucking clear out the empties man i just started thinking about tifa it's it's been like it's been like two years (laughs) are you ever gonna clear out the empties (laughs) god damn no but no it's it just they gave her a level of independence that i felt like the game should yeah, have yeah. infused that character with yeah. from the beginning because yeah, I, I, I it agree feels like in the Tifa. original so much of her character is predicated on cloud whereas this game mm-hmm. it's like okay she's her, much more her own mm-hmm. character yeah tifa is way stronger than in the original um at least at the at least at the beginning like you kind of get around to knowing more about the character but they did a way better job mm-hmm. of kind of giving her um just way more agency throughout the whole thing about just, you know, learning her opinions on what's going on and, and every, like the different people she's met around. It's, it's, it's yeah, way I think that romp around done. the sector uh, does a really good job of demonstrating mm-hmm. exactly what you're talking about. Josh is like this segment that wasn't in the original game at all of like her kind of going around with cloud and you getting this feeling of like, okay, these two know each other. Cloud's been gone for a long time, but clearly Tifa has carved out a life for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that stuff's. Exactly. I think that the the filler where they um, and I don't mean filler in a derogatory sense. It has that connotation. Like anime, there's good filler. Um, I, the filler or expansions of of the narrative, I think, generally are at the, where the game is at its strongest for me, um, because you get to really delve into those characters and more. Like Jesse's great. I was on a big upswing last week as well. After all that, like I was really impressed with that the Jesse section because. Uh, after that motorcycle sequence, you actually like kind of, you know, sneak in. I'm not going to go any big spoilers here, but you learn a lot about her family in an interesting way. And, um, you know, by the way, I didn't, I knew it was familiar, but, um, Biggs is voiced by the same guy who voiced Balthier from Final Fantasy 12, which is pretty cool. Um, it took me a second to realize that, but you kind of walk around with, with them and you kind of get to know them as people while they tell you her backstory and, kind of roach coming in there and causing chaos but i thought they did a good job of sort of expanding that her character arc in an interesting way while getting to know because she's more important than her uh bigs and wedge but they do a good job of getting to know them i mean the fat jokes with wedge just get old but it was kind of funny to see him are there a lot of fat jokes with wedge 
There are quite a few, yeah. Um, and there's, uh, but I did like when he picked up the three cats, and they were like, "Okay, this guy's kind of weird." He's that classic like fat cat. guy cat picking up, <laughs> living with his yeah. cat. You know that that whole cat thing. Um, so I think those sections I, work better for me. I agree with you. I think that they were necessary because the original, because so much, so many other things are happening in the original. I think that. And especially we were younger as consumers, we were able to look over that. But especially like up until they when they leave Midgar, there is a ton of character development they just completely gloss over or just never even broach. They don't even A lot happens in like four hours of game. It. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. Rich. And the fact that they were they they one of the things that I think always bothered me about the original that I'm so glad that they worked on, and this is to, you know, piggyback of what off of what Morgan was saying is that they try and instill this feeling that Tifa and cloud grew up together and were really good friends. And they managed to do that somewhat in the original, but it just feels so disjointed because the, the most you get are flashbacks, a few of them. And then one poignant scene towards the beginning when cloud goes to set, uh, the sector seven, um, area for the first time and he meets up with tifa after the bombing mission when that happens that you get those senses but it it it's not carried throughout so it feels very like either they really know each other and they're really good friends or they're trying to fuck each other or they're not really that good of friends and it's very disjointed throughout the entire game but this game specifically the area where morgan was talking about where you're going to do all these side missions and these um you're getting a little bit more backstory with them. A lot of that comes through the dialogue of what you guys are doing. Like they're, they're talking to each other as you're running through the slums. And I think that those sequences, cause there are multiple sequences of that, not just with Tifa and they're so well done. And they hearken back to things like, um, God of war in 2018 or the last of us, where you get a lot of this, this backstory and history but not like directly you're getting it while you're doing other things. And I think that is phenomenally done here because a, the story really needed it to make you feel more uh, to make those parts that they're trying to infuse into the game more coherent and comprehensive, but also because if you're going to split a game into four or six parts, you need a lot of meat there, but it needs to be valuable meat. And they did such a great job of Spe- spreading all that out while packing it in. Speaking of meat, uh, I had no idea that Jesse was so all about cloud. Good Lord. Uh, she was going to make you a pizza. She kept trying to get you to come back over for dinner the next day, which, of course, something terrible happened that prevented me from going over to her house the next day, which infuriated me. But, yeah, they really the didn't. So you came. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the Dementor IRS. You really had to like. They even let you choose too. Like, hey, you want to come over the next day or not? Um, although, does it really? Although matter? both answers were yeah. really non-committal. But yeah, both of them were cloud being I hate sex. But yeah, it, it was still. They cool were. Though. I don't know, and I'm not sure. I'm, those aren't them exactly, but they might as well be. <laughs> yeah, fucking cloud. Um, yeah. So uh, the good things, Leslie. As far as like what you before we get into like some of the. 
the more the con side of things. Like, what are you, what have you, what have you been the most happy with so far? Like, as far as like things you remember the most, things that stick out to you the most, like, um, I want to kind of get your high points, like the, the stuff that really resonated with you. The soundtrack's amazing. Oh God. Yes, yes, yes. The, so the soundtrack is just, um, I didn't notice it until a few chapters in, but like even the, even the original fight music, there's like three, two or three iterations of it. Variations. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, and then like visually, I mean, the game is gorgeous. Like it's, it's orgasmic. Yes. Leslie. Um, there are like a couple of detailed scenes where like, there's some ugly it stuff. It looks yeah. like shit. Some weird textures. Yes, there's weird textures. But, um, you know, and, like, the story overall is, it's really good. Um, even with, like, there's a couple of chapters that could go and you'd be fine. But it, they still keep the original story intact as the main line and the the character development overall. Especially with Cloud, because my thing with Cloud in the original was he was quite controversial virtually the most underdeveloped Final Fantasy character for me ever. Um, and yet you still loved him for I, some reason. I know. Um, but now I don't feel like that. <laughs> what does that, that say about society? Because he was such a dismissive well, everybody bad loves boy. Cloud, right? Yeah. Over, over three other yeah. games, they finally gave yeah. him a character. They finally gave him some character. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they took Cloud's dismissiveness and just turned it up to like 12, and that's how they cram up with Squall. <laughs> exactly. The blonde hair yeah. thing? I don't know. Yeah. You like the blonde hair. Sure, I guess. I don't know. He's a very pretty character. I yeah. I actually was hoping that they would make him look more like like during the, the prettied up section in Wall Wall Market. I was kinda hoping he gets a, that they'd make him look more pretty. He he doesn't <laughs> have really the really were looking to question wig. yourself. I did. I wanted to question yeah. myself. I was like, Cloud is very pretty. I hope they really make him pretty to the point where I'm like, yeah, he's a pretty, he's a pretty woman. They do like the la- same lazy wig from the original that I really yeah. enjoy, which is just like pigtails <laughs> straight. Yeah. Unless you get yeah. a certain dress. There's a certain dress, I think, where you get like this scraggly. Really? Yes, oh. it's terrible. <gasps> I'm going to have to see it because I am yeah. going for the it's, platinum, it's so awful. I need to get all those dresses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is that like a re- have to replay the game to get that stuff, Rich, or can you just well, push, pick there's a chapter select at the end. Chapter. You can just okay. do yeah, chapter select. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you can get, get all of them one. going through it to begin with. I seem to remember that. I think so. From does he still have the spike? Nine original, dresses. It's a lot of you, yeah. it takes a lot of like extra stuff, but you can get everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, no, um, this isn't the same situation. Like this is a totally different like finished look each time. Well, yeah, well, but no, I'm Rich, sure you, you can, can get all of everything, is what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure you could get them. You just didn't I'm just like you just pick which one you're getting. <laughs> it's a, I could be wrong. Yeah, I need to look at you it. You get a was, hand job. Well, so no, because nice. two of them are dresses for um, Aerith and Tifa as well, which are tied to yeah. like conversation mm-hmm. choices earlier on. Like when Tifa asks yep. you how she should dress yeah. on your date, that affects what dress she's wearing. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, not those. Anyways. Those. Uh, yeah. Like those, you'd have to go back through to to get or mm-hmm. or not because it's just a dialogue choice that changes something hours later. So. With the with, with you the can long... chapter select it from what I understand. Yeah. Like I could go to that chapter, make the dialogue choice, mm-hmm. and then jump to the chapter where they're wearing the dresses, and it'll impact yeah. mm-hmm. it. There mm-hmm. you go. That's all you need to do. 
But with the with Leslie the was saying, like the weird Leslie crinkly hair, the, does does go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. With the Lag. with the crinkly hair, does he still have like the spiky uh, part too? Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. damn! And okay. the braids too. Damn it! Oh, right. perfect. Mm-hmm. Just looks weird. All right, um, go ahead, Chase. Sorry. No, you're good. No, no, it really was just a lag. Um, Leslie was saying the music earlier, and I know we talked about it last week, but fuck, the music is one of the best parts of this fucking game. The fact that they took the original and they added so many iterations continues to still blow me away. Like, as I keep playing and I find more uh, iterations of the same songs that I love, are, like, it's, yeah, I still am like, Holy shit! There's a different version of this song. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's the gift that keeps giving. So I wanted to shout yeah. out to they've got Masashi, uh, Hamazu, Mitsuto, Suzuki, and Morgan. Who's the third one? Third Nobuyamatu. I'm just kidding. Uh, is it? Were you though? No, is it Nobu? Keep going. Oh. Oh, Yamatsu? Uh, Let's say yes. So more, well, hold on, hold on. Here, Josh, I'm going to help him. Survey help says. Him. So, I sir, just call him Nob. Repeat after me. Please don't do that. Nobuo. <laughs> Nobuo. That's. I, Nobuo. I, I knew this was good. Ooh, wee! Matsu. Oh, wee! There you go. You got it perfect. <laughs> All right, now we can move on. You got it perfect, Dish. Exactly, Jap- right. Japanese has never been so fun. Uh, anyways, I don't yes. know. I had uh, a lot more fun turning <laughs> Japanese as a teenager. I'd really think so. Thank you, Rich. Good. You're welcome. Great job, guys. <laughs> Great job. Great job. Uh, this easy, easy setup there. No, I the, the music. I will say this: the critic in me knows, like, hey, of course, if you if you take music, that soundtrack was already classic, and expanding upon a classic, taking those those themes or those those melodies and just having fun with them. Of course, it should be amazing. But it like it is. I've been listening to the soundtrack even like when I'm editing this week. Like that's far and away the the point of the game that impresses me the most. Like I, I I'm, I'll probably have some criticisms later. We'll talk about but, like the music. I think is like almost. I almost have like no issue. It's so good. It's just so fucking good. Um, and the battle theme was like one of my favorite parts of the original too. And there's all those cool, like I fought even last night when I was fighting the, the weird house, the strange house that came to life. <laughs> and was pl- the yeah. moment I was, uh, I think I talked about you guys with this in chat. Like that is the weird enemy from final fantasy seven that I was so glad they found a way to yes, like yeah. organ and like the character reactions to it showing up are just what they should be. This is like, is that a fucking house? It's, <laughs> yeah, it's very strange after that whole Coliseum part. I was just like, even when you're standing around in that Coliseum, like the, the build up music was so good too. Like it just, I was, I've just been like going through the soundtrack all week doing work for the site and, or the Instagram. And I've just been like really impressed. It's, I can't say enough good things about that soundtrack. So agreed. But do you, we'll see it at the end of the year because it's tough. Like part of me knows. Yeah. It's Don't a think remake. It will be. It's a remake, but I'm just like, I, it's so good, but it's not to discredit it, but I, I, I don't know. It's amazing. It's, it's really, really good. I'll fight you um, to death on this. 
I have, I have nothing to do. Uh, so, Leslie, how do you feel? The combat is like the heart and soul of this game. I wanted to get your takeaway. You talked earlier about how you you were messing around with the difficulties and then you figured out the the uh, ATB gauges and it's got kind of a stagger system in it. Sort of like what a weird fusion of like 13 in a way and then 15 sort of like a fusion of those kind of things. Staggering but still sort of action oriented kind of combat um, that you can slow down. Do you, how does this combat for you rank in general as far as the series goes or, or how are you feeling about it? You like it? Love it a lot? Okay. What what are you thinking? I love the combat. I've, I've never been opposed to like the active combat. I've not, even being heavily retro oriented, especially with RPGs, I love the combat. Um, mm-hmm. I will say I I did not die that much even on normal and I have a tendency to underestimate myself when it comes to this kind of combat system and I played on normal anyway um but if I did completely wipe I would go back in and like that was it I would be fine on the next battle there were a couple of battles where I would wipe maybe three times and I would be like man fuck this shit I'm done um, but I would get there eventually. It's very, it's still very strategic. Like Shay was saying last week about it. It's still a thing where you have to think about what you're doing. You have to look at the weaknesses or look at the timing and the movements of what you're fighting and deal with it or flip through to your other fighters and get them to do their specials or their combos or whatever you have to get them to do so that you can still work together as a team and defeat whatever you're fighting absolutely yeah i think that's one of the things i've really it's grown on me so much and it continues to grow on me is the way that you have to play the combat because or that you don't necessarily have to play the combat but you want to play the combat uh there's a part where i was moving in uh through the tunnels with just cloud and Aerith, and they you come across some of those smoggers and you could just you know slash and bash and go through it the normal way but if you want to come out of it losing the least amount of health you want to utilize Aerith's range to her full ability and I like that there are multiple ways to approach the battle like similar to the first but there's I just I I like the level of strategy that is involved and I feel like it's a deeper strategy in this game or it's a just like I said last week, it's a different type of strategy. For me, it feels deeper. For some people, they may just feel like, ah, oh, it's the same level of difficulty. It's just a different type. But when you're trying to micromanage multiple things at the same time, I feel like, for me, that becomes more difficult, which is why I do say that. But Yeah. yeah I'm I feel like you definitely it. have to be... Loving the combat. Yeah. I feel like you have to be a lot faster at it. Like, you really have to know what you're doing yeah. and when you have to do it. Yeah, you, I think right, that gets easier. Those gauges. Yeah, I think that gets easier the more it goes on, though. Mm-hmm. And like, like you were saying, Leslie, I think I had very few times where the combat really tripped me up, um, except for uh, when I was grinding out the fight for Bahamut, and I spent probably an entire day um, trying that fight, getting pissed off, going for a walk to try and like cool, clear my head, and then I finally. I don't remember what time I ended up beating it. I remember messaging these guys in the middle of the day that I was like, finally owned that fucking dragon. You get a trophy for that? Beating Bob? Uh, well, it's the last piece of battle intel, so yeah. Oh, you have to get it, okay. Well, you don't um, have to. 
Does yeah. that involve the, that weirdo uh, Chadley? Is that who that is? That's, that's your favorite person. Chadley. Yeah, Chadley, the, the who may or may thing. not be a robot. Chadley, who yeah. may not. That's may my not, theory. May or may that's not my be theory, a anyway. Hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he looks God, just like Hope. <laughs> Who's worse, Hope you know or Chadley? Hope. Oh, Chadley, God, hope. no. Hope is fine. What's wrong with Hope? I hate Hope so much. <sighs> Rich, no. <laughs> he hates you know Vaughn, too. So we're on, we're on a speaking like. terms, right? The only person I hate more than Vaughn is Hope. So you hate children? <laughs> No, I think Marlene is adorable. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Marlene is adorable. I, th- I feel like Marlene is great. Ripped right Oddly out, enough, Chile was ripped right out of Final Fantasy X, is what I feel like. And then they just plopped him right into For the record, game. I don't think Chadley's a child either. I think Chadley's a goddamn robot. I'm yeah, sure no, he's a that robot. Was, yeah, that was my nightmares. theory in the first, th- first show, that I'm pretty sure he's just a robot controlled by Reeve or something like that yeah i'm with josh on that like the more i played of it i was like josh is right this is, this is a fucking robot and i don't trust it <laughs> like he's totally a fucking robot there's no kid named chadley <laughs> i just call yeah. him chad man now i'm like working on battle intel 20 chad man's really putting me through the ringer <laughs> yeah uh, it sucks any, that you have to do that yeah. through him like the only thing i'm not a big fan of in the combat and this was a problem in the original as well but is it, not being able to switch materia in the middle of a battle. Um, like, I get why they don't want you to do it, but, like, it's not a problem for most things, but a lot of times you'll get to a new boss fight and, like, oh, we're I'm weak to a very specific thing mm-hmm. that you kind of need to find out and then, you know, either die or reload and go back and fix, uh, unless you just happen to have it set up already. Um, I'd even be cool if they like if there was a screen option that could be like reset loadout and restart battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be great. Like it yeah. brings there you to the loadout some screen. Of that on some major bosses, but that's a lot of the reason why I died was because I didn't have the right material on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and look, I think they do a good job of like as far as like bringing the material system because they're keeping that into a new combat system. You know, like you said, it has a, you look for enemies' weak points, you stagger them, you smash the shit out of them, you switch to different characters. Uh, Tifa's a lot of fun to use. I I think it it works really well. I so generally I prefer a little more of the hands off combat systems. Like ten and twelve are my favorite combat systems because they're more about. Uh, I don't like to feel pressured in in the battle for some reason. I don't enjoy like the like I feel like if I'm slacking in battle, it's because I'm just not moving around fast enough or clicking the options. You know well, what I mean? Like, a pretty basic turn based to me. Like there's nothing like like it's a little bit more active uh-huh. like with the ATB and everything. But for well, with ten, oh, you just sit there. For the you most just... part, it's really a pretty normal turn based uh-huh. game. What ten? Uh, yeah. I thought ten was like uh, you had to wait. You could just sit there and yeah, wait for someone. Yeah, ten is to... the I think you're only of completely else. turn-based one. Um, I think yeah, everything else has actually actually not like, not all of them. And like that's not sense. Like one and two are just turn-based. I don't think there's an ATB in those. But I think since then they've had the ATB. When did the ATB show up? I'm. It's been well, forever since I played Even one, like... two, and three. You I know, was in ten four. down without pausing and wait, but like even yes, like I'm yes. saying, like seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you could six, six, seven, eight, nine. You could pause mm-hmm. and fucking walk away from it. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, but- no, but I I like the idea that it's more about like thinking, trying to think what your opponent's going to do or planning ahead. It's like yeah. like uh, I really like twelve. Like twelve was I think ahead of its time to the point where people don't even like it's so weird for people. Like most of the work you do in twelve is done before you even get in battle. 
Um, and then when you're in battle, your characters just kind of go through the motions. And I think that weirds people out a little bit. You can, you can pause combat in the middle of it and, and change stuff or cure or whatever, if shit gets, is not going your way. But most of your work in 12 is done beforehand. Um, yeah. and I kind of like vest chafe in the desert. Uh, yes, I'm sure it would actually you, you, man, this Vaughn thing. I, I told Rich, I'm going to create like a 20 minute long YouTube video where I convince him that Vaughn is a fine, Vaughn is a, yeah, I a would nice never kid. watch such a video. So <laughs> I'm going to need to go back through 12 at some point. Anyway, we're the remaster. I wouldn't recommend the original version. Obviously it's too rough now. Um, but yeah, it's a great endorsement. No, it's not. They're pretty much the same. They didn't really do that much. They added like a fast forward button. The yeah, the, the fast, twelve remaster. The fast yeah. forward button is probably gonna help. No, us a lot, the but. the twelve remaster is or the Zodiac Age version is drastically, drastically different. Did they make um, Bosch the main character? They like, yeah, we they, been. F- they have new classes. They they even scaled the difficulty. The visuals are overhauled. They have orchestral versions of the music. That There's soundtrack like a, is phenomenal. I, I I do I do have that version. Just so you know, like they, I hate Vaughn. I don't hate Twelve on the whole. I'm just saying yeah. that's a myth. If that 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 is incredibly different than the original version, and like even the gameplay scale. But anyways, this isn't about Twelve. I was just trying to say that. Yeah. Um, this is anyway, more of an what I was getting kind of to there. System. So, um, need to replay that one, but. Anyway, I'm I'm going back through Dirge of Cerberus here shortly. Oh, no. We're gonna do that on stream so I can suffer so no one else has to. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll watch you do it. I yeah. like I owe you that much, but I'm sorry you have to do that. <laughs> yeah, because because the people need to hey, know. Leslie loves Dirge of Cerberus. Guys, don't yeah. talk shit on her favorite game. I've never uh, played it. <laughs> you know, what? You really you never don't played have it? to. Nope. Oh there's, my god. There was so much hope there for like. But there's like, gacked. <laughs> I really okay. Can I? I think I've said this before, but I really want to say my greatest hope is that they don't follow in the lead of Dirge of Cerberus and Advent Children. Kate Sith does not need to be Scottish. There's no reason what for the it. Fu- yeah, he's Scottish. <laughs> he's and he's so Scottish. That's like he pops up and he's like Vincent. It's a fun day for motorcar racing. Why you say we go take out these goddamn soldier ninnies? Is Kate Sith in this game at all? Well, I guess really? you'll have to play and find out. Oh, okay, Not okay, as okay. such, but like cameo, Annie, cameo, yeah. and or his theme is in there. His you theme's can, in there. Annie theme. got so excited when we found it. Yeah, my fourteen. I mean, and also Chadley's in there. So I. No. So basically, yeah. <laughs> basically, yes, he's there. Chadley, the bane of my existence. I am rich. We need to. It's going to be years before we find out, but we've got to be right. right about this. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> It'll be years before you know. Uh, yeah. so Chadley's just a gussied up Kate Sith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the term gussied up. Uh, but what yeah, if, so. What if, what if Chadley turned into Kate Sith in the second installment? Oh, but we've, uh, I don't know how that will work. You don't need to know. They'll do it maybe in the next game. Oh, maybe the Transformer. Chadley, maybe. Maybe Chadley <laughs> is the Kate Sith. Maybe at the end of this version of the game, uh, Chadley will walk out of the Moogle doll. Like, it'll unzip and he'll climb out and he'll go, I finally finished gathering my data. <laughs> and mm-hmm. everyone will be really confused. All right. So I think this is going to be a fun point in the conversation. All right. Now, don't hate me, guys, but I think we need to get to some some nitty gritty shit here. And uh, Leslie, I'm happy you're here for this. Rich, Shay, Josh, it's time for us to get to the truth that only sword Trump can do. Um, It's morphin time. 
even though I'm stealing this from someone else. I, I was so I've been thinking about this all week, kind of preparing notes for the show and organizing my thoughts. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, it's very rare that I feel like somebody else can explain what's in my head better than me, uh, even though I'm basically illiterate. Um, but in this case, I think that I did. Um, so I will give this person full credit where credit is due. This is an article by Reed McCarter, uh, EGM. And this is exactly how I think I feel. Um, it's never a great sign when a game's characters seem bored with what they're asked to do. At one point in the Final Fantasy VII remake, the members of Avalanche, a group of eco-terrorists that consist of a one-armed man named Barrett, his bartender friend Tifa, and a mercenary called Cloud, spend about an hour navigating a maze of industrial catwalks, twisting in a steel... Uh, <clears throat> twisting in the steel high above the streets of their city home, Midgar. At first, the view is breathtaking and the area a novel spin on what in the original Final Fantasy VII was a straightforward mission. By the end of it, though, both Avalanche's members and the player are pretty tired of the scenery. To pass this aerial labyrinth, they must traverse a twisting series of similar-looking bridges, stairways, elevators, flipping... The right switches to solve minor puzzles and fighting groups of enemies as they go. The, the characters complain about how monotonous the work is. When the section is done, they can finally exit the area. Barrett says he's glad it's over. It's far from the only time the cast complains about the tasks that they are given. While many of the other parts of the remake are exhilarating realizations of the game's conceptual promise, it's sections like these, sequences where an initially exciting aesthetic or narrative beat is extended to the point of exhaustion that best characterize the experience. Um, and I feel like for me, that sums up the entire game, which is. You haven't played the entire game. <laughs> it, my, my ex entire experience so far. That that's fair. I haven't No, Rich is right. I'm only, I'm only about 12 hours in the game so far. Um, I, was that, was, that a, was that a reflection on death stranding? Cause I agree with that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, so I think that's the biggest the takeaway I have is that I think I hope that the back half of the game is more interesting. Um, I feel like most of the, I'm not going to nitpick the little a lot of the little things me and Leslie were joking about this week. There's some like really bad whether it's animations or voice acting here and there. The nitpicking stuff is not that important at the end of the day. Right. Whatever. It's anime. It's Final Fantasy. It's square. There's a lot of just really dragged out boring sections in this game for me. Um I think where they, and I see you, and, and I know Leslie, we were talking a little bit about this week. I think the story stuff where they expand out is pretty interesting. Like the, t the Jesse section. I feel like a lot of those sections, I just wanted to get through to be done with it and to get on to more of the story stuff, bad or good. And I just didn't feel like I was mentally engaged. Um, and Leslie, we were talking about it a little bit this week. I think you kind of know where I'm coming from. Um, am I crazy here or what? No, you're right. I think I, whatever you just read, I think that's the chapter where I was like, I thought it was all one chapter, and then I realized that I had just played three chapters. And oh, and you get to Aerith, uh -huh. yeah, and it's like, oh, you're on chapter eight all yeah. of a sudden because it was just, it was, it's so long and tedious and just, ugh. and then you get to another chapter later on that's pretty much completely irrelevant um is that where you have to use those robotic arms to lift boxes no that's the one around? you hate um <laughs> <laughs> i do hate that one but um it like you could pull this you could actually pull the entire character out of the story and it would be fine 
you you wouldn't be missing anything except for like a confrontation later on down the road. But um, there's a couple chapters that either drag on um, with pretty much no, I mean, no relevancy or like this one chapter that's later on towards the end where you could just take it out and it, you would be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. And what's so saying, but that's, that doesn't mean the the great points for me are not still interesting or, or really exhilarating, I guess, as that person put it, that I would agree. I was just surprised at how much of the game with so much build up and hype behind it is like kind of just your standard ho-hum JRPG walking around flipping uh, switches. Uh, Morgan, if I could expand upon that a little bit, because I think I, I get what you're trying to say. And I, I think for the most part, like, yeah, no, that's totally a fair criticism. Um like there are sections in there that are basically what amounted to like two or three screen transitions in the original that by the nature of what we're doing here have essentially been dragged out into their own full dungeons. And Mm -hmm. so the aesthetic can get a little bit boring and, but I never found myself thinking that way while I was doing it. And I think part of that for me is that the combat is just so fucking strong that It, it carries me through that stuff without a problem. Like, the combat yeah. is so engaging. Yeah, especially that particular section, Barrett was complaining about it. I didn't even realize it was over. Like, because you learned a bunch of new mechanics, and then, hey, now you've got control of Barrett again. So you've got a bunch of weapons to level up, a bunch of material to test out, um, all the new abilities to equip, because none of that was, like, even something you could do. Um, something that you've learned about until that point. So, like, you're going through this section, you know, just leveling up Barrett and checking out all his new abilities through the whole thing, basically. Um, the yeah, I um, one thing I just want to say, Josh, is I agree. I think they roll out that stuff very consistently, and it keeps you at least it kept me engaged, and I think it keeps the general population yeah engaged I think, because of the the level of consistency yeah i think as far as like story pacing it's not great but as far as they just gave you a bunch of new gameplay mechanics you kind of need a big section to try out the new gameplay mechanics and that's what they give you right after um right after that um just just yeah a lot of combat. I guess I don't. I guess after the last podcast, Rich told me to bump it up to normal, and I did. And I didn't feel. I don't really feel like the combat was is that. I don't feel that mentally engaged. I don't feel like it's too difficult. I don't feel like there's that much going on that really. I feel like it's well realized. Like I said, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the. I want to make it very clear. I don't think the combat is bad. I just. I'm not blown away. Like he, Rich was saying, it's like the combat's fucking amazing, and it carried him through. I don't feel that way at all. I feel like it's fine. I feel like it, I, I don't feel like I'm using my brain that much. I feel like I just, oh, I try an elemental type to get a weakness. I stagger it. I slap it a bunch. I throw some potions. Yeah. Maybe I switch to a character. I don't feel like I'm having to do that much. Granted, I'm only well, 12 hours. When you hours compare in. it to the original, I think that it can be considered amazing because a lot of the original is spent you waiting, one, waiting for one bar to fill up to do one thing. Whereas this one, it just constantly keeps you engaged and it constantly keeps you doing something, keeps you busy. You're not sitting there waiting and then doing something and then sitting and doing something and sitting and doing something. You're constantly engaged. And I think that is 
incredible when you consider from where it came to where it is, in my opinion. And that's why, for me, that's incredible. I think it's absolutely. I think it's a a great development mechanically, but I think for me, once I figured it out, I figured it out. Like that, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. There wasn't a change from one boss to the next. Like, like you're saying, Morgan. Like, if if there was a weakness, you could exploit it. If there wasn't a weak, like once you assessed them, you knew how to manipulate them. Yeah, and even yeah, when I bumped it to the normal, the only major too. difference is that they're. But what the comparing to the original is in this case, I don't feel is a good comparison, Shay. Respectfully, just because, of course, the combat should be more interesting than a game that came out way back in the mid nineties. You're comparing it to a yeah. stagnant, uh, active time combat system. That's You're a terrible comparison. You're comparing it to the original, which the game is based off of. That's I'm not. not. I'm comparing yes, it to are. other RP. I'm comparing it to other RPGs I'm playing right now that I find more interesting over the past several years. I'm not comparing it to the original combat. Of course it's going to be better than that. Yeah. No, and that's the that's the case here, because they brought in a lot of the combat from 13 and 15, and the stagger system is just yeah. nowhere near as good as it was in 13. Yeah. Uh, the stagger system in 13 is amazing. Like, the combat is the only reason you should ever play that game. Um and this the only is reason not, I killed God in it. Yeah, it's it's not <laughs> it's not that good. Um, they've got a few things in there that are kind of interesting, like you know, like different ways you can pressure an enemy mm-hmm. to build up stagger faster. But it's not. It doesn't. It's nowhere near as engaging as like changing stances and and stuff like you did in thirteen. Um, in order to like really focus on that. Um, and and Josh, to your point, and I mean this for you, Shay, and I mean this with all due respect because I know you really well, I think because you've played probably less of the more recent Final Fantasies, I imagine this system probably feels fresher to you because um, I know you didn't spend a lot of time with uh, 12 or 13 or 15, admittingly. So I, I mean, your perspective, it makes sense. I think that this system would probably feel I think this fresher. system feels a lot better than 15. Yeah, no, I think it is better than 15. 100%. Um, I just yeah. think that the stagger things that they took from 13 are not as... Imp- mm. not, they're not impl- mm-hmm. implemented as well as they should be. They're considering. Messy. Yeah, but you very well. Four. Mm-hmm. Josh could be very well right about that. I feel so fucking far removed from 13 that I couldn't tell you I re- honestly remember a lot about its stagger system. It's been a while, yeah. But um, I remember pretty well. And I mean, like, I, I could... I really like the bones of what's there, and I think it as a whole is really, honestly, really great. And if 13 stagger system is like to Josh's memory, like that much of a cut above, I'd, I'd like to see what they do with it going forward. If they could improve upon that, then yeah, going into part yeah. two. Yeah, the, the interesting thing about it is like in 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 this one in the remake, um, certain like moves that are going to be moves that an enemy is weak to will build up stagger faster as well as you have a couple moves that just inherently build up stagger faster. Um, The major difference is that in 13, you had a set of moves that would build stagger really fast, and then you had another set of moves that would maintain Mm -hmm. stagger um, because it was all about comboing, um, because enemies stagger would drop back down, like as they kind of regain composure and stuff and trying to manage that stagger dropping back down in order to like build it up really fast and then use something that would keep it there. So it wouldn't decay too fast. Yeah. 
was really cool. That was an amazing combat system. And in this one, it just kind of goes up and up and up, and eventually you will stagger them, whether you're trying yeah, or not. Yeah, um, And that, that Bahamut fight is hard, man, because of the staggering. Like, well, and yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, the key yeah. to it. Third, yeah. I think I explained that to you guys. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the whole key in that fight is um, he counts down to using Mega Flare, and it's basically even at level fifty at like the level cap, it's basically it's an wipe. it's an auto wipe yeah. unless you can stagger him before he sets the attack yeah. off. Mm-hmm. Well, well, and 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 that sounds actually cool. And I want to be clear that I don't think the system is bad. I'm just saying that it no. wasn't interesting enough for me to carry me through the boring. The boring sounds rough. The more very sort of rote, like like Leslie monotonous. Would, yeah, I just like that tedium. Like I'm sitting here going these parts. I'm just like I want to know. I kind of like I'm caught up in the zeitgeist. Like I want to know what's going to happen in the story to a degree and stuff. And I just feel like a lot of those sections. I'm like, wow, they, they, there is kind of filler here. And I know that some people don't want to hear that, but I, I think it's fair. I mean, there is a lot of good filler, and there's a lot of, you know, not so great filler. I think I don't. I don't think. I don't think fair is the right word. Word there. I think that you feel it's fair. To say that it is fair to use that as a blanket statement is wrong. But the, that you feeling that way, that's fair. That is fair. And uh, before I let anyone else jump in, because I've been, I've been patiently waiting, <laughs> is um, as far as the combat is concerned, I'm not comparing this game to other Final Fantasy games other than the game it came from, because each Final Fantasy game is vastly different from another one. And... You can have some uh, similarities there. Like, there's some comparisons absolutely between 13, 15, and this game in terms of, uh, in terms of combat. And I understand that that's where the comparisons are made. But I'm not comparing it to that because... And I did play, I think, about 10 or 15 hours of Final Fantasy 15. I think I played about 5 hours of 13 before I got bored of that game. And... That's fair. I, I'm looking at the system. Hey, now, he might say it's fair. <laughs> and but I'm <laughs> looking. <laughs> That's right. You might. Uh, I'm just I, I'm not looking at any other Final Fantasy game because they are so vastly different from each other. Even the combat systems, other than like the original few, they change from game to game. You look at even Final Fantasy 10 to 10 2, very different combat system. 10 to 12, different combat system. 12 to 13, different combat system. And yes, there may be some similarities that carry over from game to game, but I feel like this whole, you know, this whole IP, whatever you want to call it, this whole franchise has been predicated on separating itself from its predecessor game to game. So to compare those games, the the most recent first player experience games to this game makes some sense but largely doesn't to me when they are trying to separate that so vastly and as far as the whole filler bit i think that's what a lot of fans wanted uh they wanted to know more i know a ton of people you know in the circle of people that i talked to um, or i have talked to in the past were like i wanted to know more about avalanche i wanted more development in their relationships and that's what we got here and for that i can completely understand people not wanting to play through that because there there is some of what people would consider filler like morgan is absolutely right in saying i wanted that i'm completely content with that i 
I'm completely okay with going to do run over here and kill something if I get to hear more about Cloud and Tifa's relationship. Because that's part of what made games like The Last of Us so great. And that that style, which is being implemented here, is exactly why I like it. Because there's all this conversation and dialogue going on, and it's adding more to the world building, which is exactly what I wanted out of this game. Yeah, I think all me and Leslie were saying that a lot of those parts are very thin on story and extensive on monotonous. Um, there's not a lot of, st- like, there's just, there's a lot of sections where there's not a lot of, st- maybe the residual comment here or there from a character, but it's pretty thin on story. I always felt like there was a lot of, like, dialogue going on there. And, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I think the combat is what pulled me through the stretches. But I, I like, I like the combat a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you guys the, uh, are hungering for it a lot more. The funniest the part things. is they actually, speaking of filler, oddly enough, I feel like the train section was worse than the plate, but people were tired of it by the plate, so they're hanging on that, which was done way better than going through the you know the tunnels. Um, oh, the train graveyard. Oh yeah, yeah. The, well the train's right before it. It's like yes, it is, right and I it. think yeah. that's odd. That's the part that needs to be trimmed, if anything. Because the plate doesn't really take that long. Um, oddly it's enough, a pretty short like maze section. I remember. Yeah, being it's quite... not just that. There is a section where, and basically everywhere in the game, they'll give you invisible walls if you walk too far. There is a section in the train section where they will let you do a full lap all the way back to the very beginning of the train section basically just to see if you'll do it and they knew i would yeah <laughs> talking about like after you after you drop the first bomb is that what you're talking about no when you're no. trying to well it's after the first bomb yes but on the, the way to the second bomb yeah, yeah, the the subway like i think the subway's subway a better term after you have to uh, after you have to jump off the yeah. train um after yeah. you have to jump off the train you uh um a sub subway yeah, it, it's like okay. the hundreds of meters, meters in the air. Where you fight the but, crab. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not a subway. It, it is if you live on the plate. If you live on the plate, it's a subway. Yes, but um, but anyway, like that section. <laughs> it's true. I think it had to have been an inside joke because you can do that whole lap, like I said, which will set you back to the very, very beginning. And the entire way back, Barrett and Tifa will be like, you don't know where the fuck you're going, do you? Like you, you totally, it's, it's the other way. Come on, man. Just, just turn around. And like for five minutes straight, as you run the wrong way, they will tell you that you're going the wrong way. But every other section of the game where that's been an issue, they just physically stop you and, you know, turn you around. Yeah. And that's um, why I became my dad as Tifa kept telling me to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> and I was like, I know where I'm going. Yeah. I just, anyway, I thought that was hilarious that they allowed you to do that. Um, that but also, awesome. um, yeah, it's like you can do a whole loop, and you'll like actually you'll see the subway loop on your uh, on your map when you're done. Like, oh, okay. But well, anyway. that's why I you thought know, Josh that the fact um, that you brought the fact that you brought that up makes me kind of laugh because a lot of complaints that I've seen people have of this game is it's so linear compared to the original. Mm-hmm. But then hearing you guys saying you wanted certain parts shortened up makes that even more linear. So it's kind of confusing to me because yeah. I've heard a lot of people complain about that I... linearity and they're like, no, I want the linearity the way I want it, not this way, my way. 
and that's kind of how this sounds. Who, who are these? Who are the people that you're talking about? The people. The internet. The Just people being Twitter? the internet, Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, well, yeah, no, no, it's always the, wrong. The first you disc no, of seven, which that. is what we're playing. <laughs> I will. <laughs> the first disc of seven is super linear compared to the rest of the game, where all of a sudden you can go and explore and yeah, do yeah. all the things. And we're basically given the same linear game we always had. Yeah. Um, I don't have any issue and, with uh, the linearity of it. Here's. Here's the linear thing where I always have a problem when people talk about these old Final Fantasy games. They're like, I want the sprawling open world that we did have. And my point of this has always been like, hey, Square games are actually and always have been super linear. Mm -hmm. They just trick your brain by having this open world that's got like four things in it. Yeah. It's like you think you were in an open world game because there's a big stretch of open space between the next linear point, but there's nothing populating it. Yep. Dude, absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I can I can yeah. remember to this day running around in the world map of seven or eight, and I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn, where's my where's my spaceship right there. now? Where is a chocobo yeah. right now? Give me the high wind, like, baby. They, and to be nothing. fair though, they f- the later ones like I think fifteen and uh, twelve did a pretty good job with the open worlds, but they it was they a different did. time. Mm-hmm. Different fifteen, time. Well, they, they are linear in their own way. Job. Like, 10 is the first one that sort of really takes the reins, and you start to notice, if you take a step back, how linear it is. It's like, yeah. there's a lot there's of stuff, world map. <laughs> but you're marching through a straight line in it. Yeah. Like, I, I think if anything, going into part two, going into the quote-unquote open world, yeah, it's going to have to take the sort of steps that uh, 15 did and give you some sort of on-rails mechanic to keep you on the path, like the car or something like that, and then you can get off and stop here and do whatever. Whether that be something. like you know, it, maybe they get chocobos at calm or something. Yeah, I've been and, yeah, I've been thinking about that as well because I mean, how yeah, the whole the switch to an episodic thing like this, it needs to be fairly linear, but that's pretty much one to one on this first disc. You know, that first yeah. Midgar section of the game is pretty linear, so they added a couple extra scenes, but more or less everything is in order the way it was without like a, a lot of the missions around oddly they made it less linear they made it way less linear than the original by having these you know um mercenary missions mm-hmm. you can go and do and stuff uh, that weren't in there um but yeah seeing how they handle that for uh i mean i think it's a simple it's gonna be crazy I- I think for, for part two, at least, let's say a part two is, you know, the, the beats we... I'm not going to get into them, but the beats we think they're going to be. Mm-hmm. I think the easy solution is to make it an open world, like, in the vein of what 15 was. Yeah. And be like, we're going to point you in the right direction. Here's all the places you're going to have to get to eventually. And instead of having the car as the thing that, like, shackles you down, I do think it will start an income and that you will go to the Chocobo Ranch over there and get Chocobos that are just kind of going to be with you along the path. Like, as you go from point A to point B, just riding chocobos. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, I think, to see what the hell they do with that. I'm just going to end up 60 that's, hours yeah. in the gold saucer. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm don't. i never going to finish the game. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to no say. There's no reason to leave. Just gonna, just, yeah. That's, that's how the game's going to end. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, they're pretending like they're going to release the whole game. You're just going to go just into the gold, gold saucer. saucer and you're just going to... The whole point of the rest of the game is going to yep. be you trying to take over and eventually own the gold saucer. Yeah. No, that's well, and, oddly enough. Yeah. The gold saucer is something that I want fleshed out way more than it was before. Cause that always, oh, I think it, will be. it always felt empty. 
in the original. It felt like this, yeah. you know, magical place that everyone's talking about with so much to do. And then you got like three mini games to do in it. And uh, yeah, I there were three good ones. I yeah. sucked at yes. it. Are we still going to have the snowboarding mini game? Are we still going to bring the snowboarding back? Snowboarding. I hope so. Oh my God. The sub <laughs> ones. Oh, the motorcycle sub one has ones. to be yeah. there, especially now. All we did They've so got to have all of, of them, but they also need like five more. The, the arm wrestling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you guys remember that stupid. Uh, more than five. They need tons. The golden sausage needs to be its own game. Get rid of the RTS, please. No. 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 Worse, worse RTS. No, make that. Make th- is mm-hmm. existing. That needs to have more missions in the golden sausage. I also, I don't think Dude, things will yeah. <laughs> Kill me now. I don't think things like that will be optional yes. anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we need, we need more tower too. defense. Dude, oh, if God. they add that... Is that a I, sentence people say, Josh? Do people really oh. say that sentence? <laughs> people say it to me all the time on the street. They yell it at me. I walk down 8th Avenue, and they're like, Rich, we need, <laughs> we need more RTS. And I'm like, all right, thank you, sir. I'll get on more it. More tower defense. Oh, God. That's like a nightmare. Um, Could you imagine yeah, I, that, I, though, if they, infused, if they infused some like Final Fantasy Tactics elements into like the Fort Condor stuff, and they had a whole fleshed-out minigame <laughs> of that? That'd be so incredible. Oh, I'd never finish the actual game. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> I I will they say there is something to forever. the. There's something to, and I don't get a lot of this, but last night I was looking up some of the locations in the original game, like Aerith's house, um, and I was just trying to see what they look like on the original. And I'm just gonna ask you guys, like I, it's been so long that I don't. I'm not even getting those little like aha moments. Like when I when I looked up Eris House and then I remembered playing the game, I was like, "Oh, that's cute. That's cute. I see what they did there." You know, it gave me a little a little aha, right? Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's a little shallow, but it's it's that's the point of a remake. It's fine. Oh, really? Um, it did so I'm much not... for me. <laughs> did you? Yeah, dude. Like, you... dude, it fucking worked for me. I got to that point. Yeah, I was, it worked for me on every of the level. the music and everything, I legitimately almost cried. I was so happy to see that. Oh my god. <laughs> You guys are killing me. I love you guys so much, but you that Easter me. egg in the item shop—that was really cool. That sign. I would have, oh, I would yeah, have yeah, never yeah. known about that yeah. if I didn't start the shop. Like I would have never known. Yeah, in the back, the little wooden yeah. sign. That's all. Did the shop itself, as a whole, remind you of your personal? Like, did they fairly, or was it different? Way different. It's different. So, like the the actual tablecloths that I have for my con tables are. They look like patinaed wood grain tablecloths that are modeled after the um, countertops from the shop, the shops that are in Sector 7 from the original game. So they're like that actual. Yeah, texture. it's like a green greenish. It's not really like a patina. It's like green, but mine are teal colored. But that that sign in the background that's in the remake is in the original. And so when I went to my first con, my first big con last summer, I made those signs as part of the decor for the shop, for the feel of like the atmosphere of the shop for the booth. And I would have never known playing this remake now that that was in the original game if I had studied like the aesthetic of the shop. Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. If you if you want to be even more faithful to the remake now, and you want a douchebag to work your counter, just let me know, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll flip it for you. No. Plug me right in. You don't need to do that. Don't no. feel obligated right. to do that. I'm not paying you. Plug me right in. Um, but th- those little America's aha moments bag. are. Post- if anything, we should pay you. Yeah. 
<laughs> just America? I want to be the world's douchebag. Um, if if I get a weird sentence, I can't believe I said that. Sorry, um, that belongs to Pauly Shore, <laughs> and you'll have to fight him for it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, bring me back Good to point. the '90s, Rich. I can always count on you for that. Um, take me back to Pauly Shore, please. A biodome. Uh, uh, sentence so- that literally nobody has ever said or will ever say again. Ugh. We'd scrub Holly Shore from our brains forever. We'd be What's up, dudes? <laughs> he does a really good Polly Shore. He does a really good Trump, too. Um, it's terrifying. Anyways, the, anyways, all I was trying to say is those little aha moments are a little lost. I mean, I kind of wish I had played a couple hours of the... Like, if I want to get more out of this experience, because I've already expressed how I feel about it in general, like... Me and Leslie were having like the exact same thoughts, but she devoured this thing in a week because it means that much to her and she has to see how it happens. She has to see what's going to happen. And I'm literally having the same criticisms, but I'm having a harder time getting through it. And I think that that explains the fandom pretty well. Like how badly do you care about this? How badly do you want to see the conclusion? Is that fair, Leslie? I don't want to speak for you. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, and. I think having played Crisis Core, I really wanted to see if they acknowledged Crisis Core in the remake. I think they do in in a lot of Good ways. Boy, Zach, when when Aerith whispers that name, is she saying Zach? Mm-hmm. Is that what she's saying? Okay, yeah, I figure that much. So she really just. Lo- I thought you said something about an identity thief. Like Cloud was really an identity thief. Let's not get it. Let's stuff. not get into that here. That's oh. very spoiler territory. Yeah, we're gonna. I can't even make my my office meme because that wouldn't happen until like later iterations of this game, right? Yeah. That yeah. Okay. Just remember, there's a track on the original game called "Who Am I." <laughs> Man, just let that sink in. But I, I will say, like the, the environments, and locations, all that stuff are are cool. Like to see Seventh Heaven and all those places. I get that appeal, even not even remembering those things. I like, I just like um, environmental storytelling in games. That's a big thing for me. So I really, I've really enjoyed that stuff in those part. But uh, it sounds like, unfortunately, I am a little lower than you guys on this thing. But hundred percent. Hopefully, I'll have enough, po- you know, positive moments to get me. To get me through forty hours sounds a bit intimidating right now. I'm only at twelve. How many? How am I supposed for, to play this thing for thirty hours? Just shoot more? for fifty, like us. Oh God, jo, how, am I? Are you ahead of me, Josh? Where are you at? I'm sure I am. Um, I am just going into Wall Market is where I stopped. I've been playing it really slow just because. Uh, oh, I love oh no, I'm past Wall Market. I'm past Walmart. I think they handled yeah. Walmart really well. Wall the, the whole atmosphere of it is yeah. great. Which which massage did yeah, you choose, Rich? Okay. How how exactly? I was really low on Gil at the time, so I got far the cheap one. When you've taken half as long to get where I am, um, you've taken long. I've put like twelve hours into it. Yeah, and I've taken like twenty to get before where you are. Like. He didn't break all the boxes. You've Same taken twenty? Yeah. Good God! I would kill yeah, myself. That's He's about enjoying how long himself. It takes. No, it doesn't. Well, I'm trying to get through it as quickly as possible. Exactly. So in- that's your issue. Like, oh, no, there's so much padding because I'm trying to blow through it. I'm not saying that there's not some padding, but like. Enjoy it for what it is. Take it all barely in. barely padding considering. Uh, those, I don't agree with that at all. I'm not. I'm just not enjoying it as much as you guys. So the padding hurt, hits me harder. That doesn't mean that there's a lot of padding. That means that the content that's in there you don't like. There, that doesn't mean there's, that there's a ton- padding. I, I think I, I padding is the uninteresting environmental sort of ex- section we talk about the subways the 
the catwalks, the, yeah, the caves with the, the levers that pick things up. Those sections are just You're not liking... Those were the, in the original you're not game. Like, yeah, you're not liking the environments isn't padding. That's just you're no, not liking the environment. just liking exactly. the environments. I... I've, I think I've already summed it up pretty well. I don't think we need to regret Yeah, we, we don't need it up, but you, you, haven't, it, you haven't defined it correctly. I've defined it very well. I, I, mean, I, I thought I read a very good article about it. Which is why we're all so confused. Which I thought summed it up pretty well. But yeah, you look, read a pretty good article. I get the fanboyism. I, I get the fanboyism. It's fine. You guys are enjoying it's it. It's not That's fanboyism. Okay. It's just no, I, the premise I'm of the article was wrong. I'm able to see this wrong. a little more objectively being on the no, The premise of the article was wrong. The whole... The premise right. being, if someone says that what they're doing is not enjoyable, then it's not good. Like, that's just yeah. flat out wrong in basically it's every an opinion, case. opinion, Josh. You're allowed to have an opinion. Yes. <laughs> you're allowed, you're to, have allowed to have a wrong opinion. Of course, opinion. If, you don't agree, if you don't agree with you guys, of course, well, you're not allowed to have that Well, doesn't that make all opinion. horror games just instantly bad games? Yes. No one's enjoying their time in, in a horror game. Never, not they're, ones that I could think interesting. of. Yeah, they're tense. Resident Evil Two was on. like the best game in 2019. <laughs> you know, top five, top five, top for sure. one for sure. Um. Anyways, Leslie, I think you and me made great points. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little fun slap there, huh? Thank you, Leslie, for being objective. Uh, you know, objective here. Grammarly thirty dollar tier is coming, so we can explain to Morgan the definition of objectivity. I said she's being objective, and I appreciate that. She is. Um. Yes, but she's also being subjective as well, and she knows that, and she's okay with it, and she could admit it. And to close, conjunction, junction, what's your function? I'm sorry, Leslie, we're all talking for you. That's such a horrible thing to do. Yeah, we're she mansplaining this, she right that. now. God damn it. I'm so God damn it. <laughs> Good job. I'm so exhausted. Um, it's, you know, and we'll let our listeners decide. That's all it really comes down to. You know, the listeners can hear the debate and they, you know, they understand. They too can be wrong if they choose. Week after. You know, what's I, I to, you, know, you know what's funny, Josh, is he says that literally week after week when he goes to bat against the three of us, and every week that he does that, I get private messages saying, like, what the fuck is Morgan smoking this week? Every single time. All those messages I, I, are from me, granted, no. but... This, the, all these, your, Rich all has your a, just a bunch of burners. And third yep. tertiary accounts. The, the, <laughs> I don't believe that. That's the fit. We could both say we both get a fair amount of messages in regards to that. So that's Shay's. That's his fallback. I got messages saying I was right. They were from I mean, my you mommy. Do the same thing, right? Um, <laughs> no, I wasn't saying that. You mentioned it. Uh, but look, this is it's a heated thing, as you can see. Shay's really mad that I don't like it as much as him. I'm not he's, mad he's at upset. all. He's upset with me now. He's upset. And he doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shay. Morgan, I'm sorry. Morgan, I heard I the Death Stranding is a bad care. game. I don't care that... No. I don't care about your shitty opinions. I care that you think that oh, they're fact. That's all. <laughs> See, Leslie, I told you. I was, I was telling somebody this week, I was like, watch. I'm going to tell them in a very normal way that with the issues I have and how long it's going to take before somebody brings up Death Stranding. And you know what? The triple-A martyr oh. strikes again. I don't think he likes Whoa, it so much because he delivers pizzas. That's my main problem mm -hmm. with it. I mean, it's pretty... 
Obvious. That's that's. I hate pizza delivery. It makes sense. They the hate, the expert mode in that game is actually delivering pizzas. So it's true. Yeah, you deliver you deliver pizzas to Higgs. Um, actually, Josh, it's tr- in truth. I gotta say this. I had a horrible revelation this week when I realized that all the AAA games this year have basically failed me, and the only hope left is the turn to the independent scene. Um, what AAA uh-huh. games were those? All of them, even Animal Crossing, name, which I love dearly. Name like one or two. Off of. Uh, Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, Ori in the... Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Ori comes back and saves me. I want Ori to save. Also, I, just so you they, know, it's like April. I I want... Well, then they... God, they bumped The Last of Us, and they bumped Cyberpunk. You know what? Maybe Ori can turn it around for me. And that, wouldn't that be comical if uh, I didn't like Ori at first, but Ori can somehow save, save me here? I think you're going to be fine. To be fair, Animal Crossing was great. Uh, the Easter event it is great. almost. Uh, it is great. The, the Easter event almost like turned me off pretty badly. Like I had to stop playing it for a while because I was tired of getting all those damn eggs. I've never seen an, a, like a live event in a game that so many people were upset about. Um, I'm sure there have been, but God, nobody liked that Easter hey, event. Hey, Earth Day's coming up. They'll get it right. Huh. <laughs> what are they going to do for Earth yeah, Day? Leaf's I think coming. It really upset the speedrunners because it was just. Interfering with their time Angry. traveling and whatnot. And... Yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, have you guys all seen credits roll in that? Leslie, did you get the credits to roll? I know you're a yeah. time traveler. Credits to roll. There are credits when you reach. There are I credits. Know, you, but that's that's down. the funniest thing. I know it's it's very funny. Uh, Leslie, for people that don't know, she let me visit her island and it was amazing. I caught my first great white shark there because Leslie is uh, a cheater. <laughs> She manipulates the asshole. I'm sorry, you've been exposed. Animal Crossing Uh, Time Lord. Mm -hmm. She is. Yeah, she admitted to it though. She said, "I have no patience, and I have to play the show." Hey, I get it. No, I'm I'm fine with that. I was just giving more. It's not for me. Yes, I I'm against it unless my friend's doing it. In which case, I can go to their island and not. I was gonna say. So you're against against it unless you (laughs) can exploit it actively. What was Rich's (laughs) analogy last week about the toaster? Somebody. Oh, did yeah, I say somebody something? steals uh, the toaster and the, you stuck no, your dick in the toaster? Not... What happened? Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I, I'm no, sure it I wasn't a something. toaster. It was something about biscuits. Was it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Always comes back to a biscuit. Um, sort of. You know, it's flaccid. I could go for a biscuit. <laughs> this is the fun part, Leslie, where biscuits. we get to be gross. Aren't you happy about this? Limp. Now the serious limp, stuff's gone. Everyone say. leaves. As long as Limp Biscuit doesn't come <laughs> oh, out, no. fine. <laughs> you just did it. You just did it. We almost made it through a whole show, but you did it. You <laughs> he couldn't help it. Because look how happy he gets. He gets happy over the stupidest shit. He couldn't keep, except the except in the remake. Apparently, you couldn't keep the Limp Biscuit off. Sometimes his you do have to throw him a bone. <laughs> he did the thing. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, Leslie, thank you for letting me come over. I caught a bunch of sharks. I caught my first great white. I have a bunch of sharks in my Animal Crossing house. Uh, it was so fun there. She had oranges. It was like five in the afternoon. It was beautiful. We were talking to each, we were exchanging messages. Now I just send her like 20 love letters a day and just creep her out in her, in her Animal Crossing mailbox. Like you do Um, with most people. mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, (laughs) and it was, I never wanted to leave. I never wanted to leave. It was like paradise. Um. 
And then I went back to my <laughs> shitty town where my kids fucking everything up. So <laughs> my kid fucked everything up, Leslie. But yeah, so are you still... So I know you took a break because you've been playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, of course. Like a very... Um, you were enjoying Animal Crossing, though. It seemed like I saw you playing that more than I'd seen you play. So people don't know you. You're more of a retro gamer. You don't play a lot. I don't mean this in a negative way, but you're not. You don't play a lot of like modern stuff, right? Mm, no, I don't. Not usually. Okay, um, but you did get into the Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. which is funny because when we talked about it on the E3 show, I did not see myself playing Animal Crossing. You weren't feeling it at the time? Hmm. No, hmm. I thought for sure that it was going to be something that my kids wanted to play. And my kids do want to play it. It's just that they can't because I play it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think it is about this one that got you? I just want to get your very quick take uh, before we get to the polls here. Like, what is it about uh, this one that got you? I don't know. It's, I don't know. I can do what I want, I guess. You can control time, apparently, which is pretty I can, powerful. yes. <laughs> You're oh, like yeah. a god. Do what I want, build what I want. Yep. Uh, I guess it so. gives me some know. sense of control. I think that's what yeah. people are attracted to with it, because yeah. I can't do anything right in the real world. I think that's it, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. now, true, with, with the madness. Yeah, it was kind of the game of that time, wasn't it? Right? Like, during right when that whole... Like, Shay was just messaging me that uh, I guess some people are opening beaches now or something so maybe we're starting it back to a little yeah. more normal they had them closed for oh, yeah. 13 hours in full yeah. in florida oh i can we tell you open animal crossing beaches i was like <laughs> <laughs> those are always open baby i can yeah, tell no, you from new york it's worse florida, than ever and not getting better mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> new york Supposedly, is just gonna be isolated as of, tom- as of tomorrow florida beaches will be open and yeah. texas will be open next week they opened some here on some select, like Bolivar, Bolivar Peninsula, but they canceled in-person classes for school for the rest of the year. Hmm. That's uh, yeah. sort of some weird that, messaging. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Mm. Coming from the same person. So the beaches are going to be really busy. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go to school. That's a, yeah. hmm. you know, I would, uh, I would be okay if they did that if they canceled almost everything and anybody who wants to work can continue to work like it'd be voluntary thing but just give the world a year off be like the last decade was pretty rough and if they're just like you know what guys so you know take a year off that'd be cool yeah, it's I'd like be you cool you that. all deserve a year off yeah. can we take a gap year as a society i don't <laughs> right whoever's working awesome. on cyberpunk needs to not take any time off i don't care anymore and um the last of us too uh yeah Again, I just the actually... modeling's gonna get taken out <laughs> I don't know why. I, whoever's working that. on Cyberpunk and The I Last do, of Us Two need to not take any time. You off. know who's doing that? I, I do know. By the way, I just did just get an update. Things are better in New York. The rats have taken Midtown. Great. I told you. I told you the rat thing. I is think a big they'll story. do a better job with it. I think so too. I I can want to see what they do with the little bodegas. It'll be fun, right? <laughs> It it must be frustrating though to be in a place like New York because it's just like you're still in the thick of it. But some of the the places that you know are less populated are sort of seeing a little and, bit of a, a a positive you know swing. Uh, it, yeah. I don't know. You'd think that, but it's still really easy to get liquor, so we're fine mostly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not positive. so much a positive swing as much as it is. <laughs> they haven't realized that it hasn't hit them there yet. So it'll it'll yeah. sink in. Mm. Shortly well, after Nana dies. Well, I don't. <laughs> and then I don't, we'll I don't know why I made that, that dark. 
We'll uh No, I'm cool with it. Okay. Why Use the guys... first take. Oh, you got to take out <laughs> Nana. <laughs> Speaking of Animal Crossing, one of our first polls, by the way, if you enjoy what we do and you want to keep us alive, there's one way to do it. Patreon.com slash Swordchomp. It is a magical place you can go to help fund what we do. We have a $5 VIP tier, um, which gets you access to our Discord channel where other chompers like yourself, you know, we jump in there and we talk about games and life and all sorts of stuff. Uh, if you pledge $1, you get in there. But our $5 tier gets you that and our Instagram page, which is secret. It's top secret page. You get... Um, uh, hidden videos, Let's Plays, and all sorts of behind-the-scenes videos and jokes. It, it complements the show well. And, of course, our $10 tier, I know that sounds like a lot, but you get extra podcasts, and they are a pain in the ass to record, so they are well worth $10, let me tell you. Um, but we love doing it. So if you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash swordchomp. And, of course, if you've enjoyed um, all of Leslie's wonderful opinions and you want to see her fantastic art, just go to Sector 7 Item Shop on Instagram. Um, is there anywhere else that people you'd like people to go in general, Leslie, uh, to find you or is Instagram your primary home? Instagram is the best way. Always. The gram. Um, we've, we've kind of fused communities. I know there are a lot of chompers there. So Leslie, is there, is there a chance that you'll be giving out any golden tickets with purchases and follow up question? Will that golden ticket enabled me to come into your home to hang out with you for a day. You definitely don't want to come here. I do. <laughs> that was so <laughs> ominous and just direct. <laughs> yeah. I retract uh, my question. Wow. Morgan would not leave alive. <laughs> Again, I somehow like less ominous. Right, Leslie. Somehow less ominous me? than the first no. one. It's true. I'm not. I'm not a murder. I'm not the murderer. There may be a murderer in the vicinity. Um, yes. You living in the PT house or something? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> Jack on, the she's, Ripper. She's winking and nodding. You know. Um. Anyways. Uh. So polls. If you vote every. Tuesday, we run polls on the Sword Chomp Instagram page that you can vote on, and we discuss the results. And in this case, Leslie, we get to kind of switch things up a little bit. Some of them were Final Fantasy VII related, so let's get those out of the way real quickly here. Oh, Josh just ran to the bathroom, I'm sure. Um, but just, <laughs> just in time. So, yes, Rich was very happy that Barrett won this poll. I'm sure he was cackling away. Well, I do I do not hate Barrett, Rich. I know you think that I, I don't feel like, like you do. I I just really dislike Barrett. I don't hate anyone or anything. I hate Hope and I hate Vaughn. <laughs> Stop it! Vaughn is a million times better <laughs> than Barrett. Oh, no pun intended. Snow is on thin ice. You know what? If I did a Vaughn Barrett poll, the fucked up thing is I would lose that poll. Of course you would. Vaughn sucks. <sighs> Leslie, objectively, oh, do you think I'm Vaughn sad because my brother's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Get yeah, over that... it. It was like a million years ago, and no one cares. <laughs> Damn. Get over your dead brother. I, I want to be a pirate. Ouch. <laughs> you hurt me, Rich. You hurt me. I'm going to need you to go to some funerals and just shout that out. <laughs> I feel like I'd get in trouble. I feel like that is just my, that's like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where I'm just standing and it's like, what's the big deal? His brother's dead. Like I'm talking about Vaughn, but the person just overhears they had a funeral. 
Yeah, whatever. I know I'd lose that poll. Vaughn is misunderstood. I'll just leave it at that. All my Vaughn people know what's up. Um, anyways, yeah, about 60% of the audience said that they do think Barrett is a good character. Um, maybe it's just the voice actor that throws me off with the whole Mr. T thing. I don't know. Maybe that's fair. Maybe it's not fair. Yeah, but I met the I'm voice sorry. Actor. I pity a fool at, that don't care about the... Yeah, no, he's over Barrett. the top. He's. I feel like... He's a nice man. He's more over the top in this one because they needed somebody to make a reference to the old battle, you know, victory music. And... Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yes, having, it, yeah. Having having him, you know. I don't know. I like it. Like I feel like it gets across that he's goofy more than just over the top. He's bombastic. Like, yeah, in the in the original he's he's goofy, but it's like it it seems like it's completely played straight. Whereas in this one, he's kind of ridiculous and it seems like people around him know it as well. With like some of the you know trying to get them to practice victory poses for whenever they end up beating, you know, this thing on TV and everyone just kind of shuts them down. Like, no, no, we're not, we're not doing the victory poses, Barrett. That's, that's not going to happen. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess I can understand some of the criticism of the voice because it's so bombastic and over the top, but I think it would have made my day if, you know, granted the demo had his voice, but they changed it to the real game and he had something of a different voice. Like, Hey, Cloud, like he was trying to do a Bob Dylan. Voice. It's Paulie hey, Shore. Cloud, he's going to <laughs> Mako Reactor 1 and just blow it up. You know, would, would that have been better, Morgan? It's it's tough coming off of games, you know, like The Last of Us and, and all these, you know, games that we've been playing recently where the, the writing and the, the voice acting and the characters are so good. And then you just, it's like, you're right. It is kind of, they're playing with that. Barrett is Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Why was your Barrett Bob Dylan? What yeah. happened there? Um, why not? I would, I would say this, Shay, I, I don't necessarily, it's hard to tell the tone sometimes. I'm not even saying you're wrong, but I don't necessarily know if there's self as where as you, you were mentioning last week, last night I got to a part where, uh, I was walking into the Coliseum and this guy was like, hey, you got a pole, lady? Why don't you dance on it? or whatever. Like, And then there's just a lot of stuff in the game where it's like, I, you know, Scarlet walks out with her 12 megaton knockers and I'm just like, I don't think they're as self-aware as you think they are. It's impossible to tell because they're just all over the place, um, which is whatever. It's fine. I, I, I can say one thing 100% with certainty is that I think their level of self-awareness is much higher than your level of objectivity of this game. So they're both about a two. (laughs) Yeah, okay. And and much higher is like 40%. So, you know, one of them is like a 2.6 or something. So the percentage of the audience that was wrong. I'll take those 2.6%. Those matter in some places. Not here, though. I will say we should know that's coming from the guy who has had tears in his eyes when he booted up the game. So let's just I didn't that say out. that. Oh, are you, are, you, are you shaming someone for spreading their feelings? Are you yeah. exhibiting toxic masculinity I can't, right oh, now? I can't gosh, believe you enjoyed man. something, Shay. What a little girly man. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm saying it's not. Pussy. How dare I? I'm such oh, a fucking God. pussy. Oh God! I'm just saying it's not really the most objective place to be coming from when you're that emotionally attached. Oh All man! Right, How dare on. I display my vagina-like no, tendencies? No, I was not. That's what you're I was saying. Not gotcha. saying that. Gotcha. Shady, the art made that. you feel something, and so you can't no, speak on it objectively. No. This, is, yeah. this is what happens nope. when we Sorry, disagree. I got to bottle up my feelings. You know, you can't have an opinion on emotions. something unless it's a negative opinion. Oh, oh my God! Oh, I was obviously not saying that at all. That's actually what they used to teach me at the Neo Secret forums. 
Yeah. You guys are I like, felt like I just with this game. warped back into middle school. I'm sorry. I'm pretty drunk. People making fun of me. Where, where am I? What, what happened to my objective crew? Okay. Uh, let's see here. The Animal Crossing. Dude, Josh, you sent me this. Uh, <laughs> You're never um, there. Fuck. Uh, Isabel. What is she drinking in that cup? 76% of the audience said human blood, um, which seems to fit her it's craziness. Not, it's not thick enough. How can you tell? Uh, the ice what blood looks like. <laughs> well, yeah, what I is don't ice know. I'm kind of full it? of it. Like, it, the, uh, the whole blood thing. I've got a little bit of experience with well, blood. what blood looks like. Yeah. The audience disagreed. A lot of people did message me to say whiskey. Um a lot of whiskey yeah. votes. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's a gigantic glass of whiskey. Isabel, she's a crazy lady. She's up all night. I've never seen her leave that building. I so know. She has they a, never She has leave. a reason to drink. Yep. They never, they never She leave. has to be in there with Tom Nook the whole time. And she's always happy. Mm-hmm. Tom she just keeps is. talking about real estate. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, let's see. How do you feel about Tifa's uh, reduction? It was a big thing we talked about last week that Shay brought up. So thank you, Shay. Sixty um, percent of our audience said they were bummed with her breast reduction. Forty percent said they were really bummed. So he had a lot of good options there. He's either bummed or really bummed. Clearly, I went with indifferent. Don't see that yeah. here. Huh. I, I did it now, as a write-in. If- I messaged you. <laughs> <laughs> now, if they oh. reduced her butt. I would have been the first there Up in arms. picketing that choice. Yeah. I would have been they like, God all damn it. have flat asses in this game. Yeah, Leslie was telling me that. She said everybody has a flat ass in this game. Which Everybody I has a flat ass and everybody has the same pointy chin. Everybody Especially Chad. Yes. Same exact yeah, pointy, same pointy chin. Yeah. Are you checking out Chadley's the- ass, Rich? <laughs> well, he's just... <laughs> Look at those shorts. Look at those Chadley's ass. Okay. I mean, you're right. They do all the same point. point There's a chin. point in the game that I think maybe Leslie is the only one has seen where Chadley's wearing a lab coat and it just looks so much to me like a child in their dad's clothes. It's alarming. Like, I'm like, oh, look at you. Are you a little scientist? <laughs> and he said, What are you trying to say? I do not understand. Does not compute. <laughs> Does not compute. Zero one zero zero one one zero zero. <laughs> like, hey, I think Chadley's had a pretty rough night. <laughs> God, who's responsible for Chadley? Um. Anyways, so yes, everyone was generally, I think, got the joke. But um, a lot of people are messaging me in like with very serious responses like, you know, I think it's just the angle or what she's wearing. I'm pretty sure they're about the same size. I'm like, OK, some people out there really thought about this a lot harder than I thought they were going to. Um, but you no. mean the host of the show who is a massive pervert attracts other massive perverts? <gasps> what? That's, what? Wolf. That's wild. That's why you guys are here, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, true. I just repress mine a lot more. Somebody has to keep you on the clearing. I end up crying at video games because I'm a pussy. Yeah, Shay, could you work on that before next week? Yeah, sorry. I'll try and uh, get a better control of my emotions. I apologize. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. 
Nobody's saying that. Uh, let's see here. I'm just going to mumble so you can cut that out. All right. Uh, so, yes, moving on to the next poll. Are you frustrated that Cloud has every man slash woman on the planet throw themselves at him and he seems so whatever about it? As a nod to Squall. 60% of the audience said yes. 40% said no. Just fuck Wedge, Cloud. Yep. Yeah, Wedge. I did you. I did think it was a little strange that you were parachuting with Wedge and not Jesse after all that. And she leans over and she's I like, feel like, "Come over to my house for your I, present I feel, or whatever." I feel like you were a guy who would read into that a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know what they were trying to do. Let's get to know Wedge. Blah, blah, blah. But I mean, you just did the motorcycle scene with her. Why wouldn't you do the parachute? Well, Morgan doesn't want to get to know Wedge. That's, Wedge has a penis. That's <laughs> rich. That's rich, you're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, uh, to be fair, it was also a vessel to learn more about Jesse because pretty much half of their conversation was about Jesse. Oh, you mean like when Wedge is like she a hoe for show? Well, Rich, come on. Let's not let's not slut shame here. Well, I figured come I'd on. make God, it. God, Rich, you <laughs> asshole. Don't talk about Jesse like that. Morgan, back down. <laughs> this is not your battle to fight. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, look, if she's if Leslie's gonna defend Tifa, I have to defend Jesse. Right? Oh no, to- I, I like Jesse a lot. I have no problem with Jesse. But like but what I'm saying is I was trying to make it as derogatory and simply stupid as I could, but uh Wedge basically being like, Hey, you, you should guard yourself because Jesse's kinda just, you know, have having fun. Cloud looks like he could use a little fun yeah. in his life. She's Cloud a looks like he could use a little woman that don't need no man. Weed. She's out there doing what she wants to do. She can't be tied down here. She got shit to do. People to suck. Leave you her alone. Nor should she have to. Mm. She lives under a goddamn giant metal plate. Live your life, girl. You said she's That's great at right. making pizza. And I haven't seen her in six hours, and I'm getting fucking pissed off about it. You also haven't seen okay. the rest of the cast and that about that long. But that's all you've been thinking about. I know. About. That's all I care about is her. I want to see the tits only. I don't care about the others. No, I just want no, the tits. I, I like, I think, I like the, the set sec. I don't know. Maybe if I found Aerith a little more interesting, but we don't have to go back into that. Um, don't you I dare like, put them together. Don't do that. That's not right. I should have. Who do you think people would? Are you team Aerith or Jess? Oh, that's tough. See, you're team Tifa over Aerith. But what about Jesse or Aerith, Leslie? That's tougher, isn't it? Are you? No. Uh, I'm not going to say it because it's a spoiler, but. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah, it's. I know. I'm just gonna go back to Jesse in time for her to fucking. I don't know. Something's gonna happen. She's gonna die or something. She's obviously. gonna get a condo. I'm gonna eat her pizza. And I'm gonna be. It's not gonna be as good. She as I lives with it other to be. women. Are you not like? She lives in like a boarding. Is it supposed to be like a boarding house situation? Because well, they say he, men aren't allowed. He said it was with other actresses. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, the struggling aspiring actresses. She puts them up. Is essentially what she mm-hmm. does. For a price. That. She gay. She's very dramatic. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Oh, can we address... I didn't think of this before, real quick. Like, when when they're at the house, Jesse's mother still thinks she's an actress? Does she think, like, for the past five years, they've just been in a play about machine guns? <laughs> I, know. I know, I was like, why does she... She's wearing armor around her mother. That's her casual gear. There's just a submachine gun strapped to her hip, and she's like, I'm back from actress school. I thought the same thing. I was like, did you stop in and eat your pizza, Mom? You know, just like, God. That's I never take my costumes off. I always stay in character. 
for five years? I'm a, I'm a method actor, and we're doing a play about eco-terrorism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all don't go out in your metal titty shirt? Every day. No. <laughs> See, I called it a metal titty shirt once, and they all made fun of me, Leslie. You it's because you're not it's funny. It's funny when she did it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And they were like, you mean armor? You have to have charm. You have to have charm. Yeah. Because we know you're bringing it up for a different reason. I mean, for all we know, Leslie's bringing it up for the same reason. But I have them, so and just, I can say just that. For, just because of the audio, this doesn't translate. Leslie was nodding her head in agreement with us. Just wanted to make that clear. She was just and, and she's doing it again. Mm-hmm. I'm just, mm-hmm. just so that's stop clear. mansplaining. God damn it! I don't right. think you even understand what that means. That <laughs> Rich, was more like narration than anything. It can't be your default every time, Rich. It gets me out of trouble that, every time. Is that when a man? Every time. Is that when a man spreads butter on a nice piece of toast? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, <coughs> I'm well, so sorry. This is a long walk to get here. Uh, this is why. I'm not going to finish that sentence. All right, so this is going to be fun, Leslie. We have one final poll here. Um, just going to be Josh's favorite poll of the week. So Space Force was announced May 29th. It'll be dropping on Netflix. It is the highly touted show from the creator of The Office, Greg Daniels. It features Steve, features Steve Carell. Features. No, it um, definitely features him. <laughs> oh, no. What's happening? <laughs> ben, ben Swartz. Uh, John Malkovich, uh, Lisa Kudrow, friends fame, and and many others. Ben Schwartz. Um, We're not going to mention Benny Schwartz. And it's sort of a joke on the whole when Trump, you know, Trump's Space Force, of course. So. Uh, it was once, Josh, I'm going to talk for three hours. I can slur a word. Good God. This is the kind of shit that I'm under, Leslie. One mistake. Piranhas. Brutal. Well, one day you won't make any mistakes for a whole show. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what to do. This is like the Michael Jackson situation, where his father would Are just browbeat him to become the best. I don't well, want to be Joe Jackson. Become the best host that has ever existed. Yeah. Okay, I can dig that. I would right, be so- like Randy Jackson at best. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'd have to settle for that too. Um, anyways, uh, so my my quick takeaway is someone who watches The Office like seven or eight times. By the way, Leslie, it's I think it's awesome. You were telling me you got your kid into the show. She's watched she's it like, like three times already. I'm, I'm proud of her. Josh Today? is disappointed, she's, but I'm she's great. <laughs> she's a great human being. Mm-hmm. You're raising your children right. Proud. We're proud. We are. Um, sword chomp seal of approval so which is a, a worthless seal of approval um so it's in like this the case opposite of the nintendo seal of approval <laughs> uh-huh. it's like a, it's trash you see a seal yeah. on there it stinks it actually like actually smells bad um anyways so we're getting this is we're I'd, getting 4d <laughs> smell of vision the adhesive is just like amazing it will never come off but it doesn't actually stick to the label, so the seal's on there. Oh, but uh, oh it, you know, you can only tell from where all the glue is stuck there, and the seal itself is Dude. gone immediately. Oh. <laughs> Old adhesive stinks so bad. So when I used to work at Home Depot during college, um, I worked there a little bit, like part time, to supplement some of my income. And I I remember we had to remove these like old. Uh, 
what are, what do they used to be called? I think it's like POE or something like that. Basically, advertisements. And we'd have to pull them off, and we'd have to scrape off the old adhesive, and it smelled like 1970s BO. It was so fucking nasty. And the second your scraper hit it, it just activated. And all of a sudden, just like immediately, you smell 1970s BO. And it's like, oh, that's some dude's balls from the 70s that you're scraping off this beam. Just that smell. Oh, nice. Just, you, th- thanks thanks for, that, for that, Josh, because that gave me incredible flashbacks that uh, I'm going to be thinking about for the next mm-hmm. few hours. I'd forgotten about that until just now. <laughs> um, all right, anyways, so yes, but my big takeaway for Space Force is I'm super fascinated to see it, uh, but the thing is you, you can't duplicate the office and things like that, whether you like it or not. No offense, yeah. Josh. It's not just, just it's not... I, the premise is a bizarre one because it's like weird, the whole right? idea of it's the weird. office is, of course, everyone will relate to something going on there. The premise of Space Force is that literally no one should relate to anything mm-hmm. going on at any point because these are fucking crazy people doing a crazy person job. Yeah, so what the fuck? And it, I don't think it's going to, I wonder, I don't think it'll be shot necessarily in that like documentary style thing again. I think that might be what they're going for. Really? Because it, is so? being, it is being um, sort of like touted as a workplace comedy, but I, I guess we'll see. I, there'll definitely yeah. be differences, and I think there's potential there. Um, it always makes me think of who the hell was it? I'm not even going to think of it, so it's not worth bringing up. But there was another show, um, that Benjamin I can't Franklin. remember the fucking, yeah, it was definitely Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah, similar premise, similar idea. Well, I mean, so, if we're going with workplace, workplace, you know, comedy, but in, in sci-fi, it's kind of Futurama, which could work. Like there's definitely, I mean, this is different because it's not actually sci-fi it's just you know some poor old demented man's idea of sci-fi um but yeah i think i think the idea of an absurd work comedy i mean even things like uh what we do in the shadows an absurd sort like yeah it can work which works really well yeah i think there's i think as an office replacement maybe not so much but But is it in a different space yeah i think Um, i think there's it's There's been done before. I, yeah, and, when they made Parks and Rec, I well, think people thought, oh, you're just going to do this shit again? But then mm-hmm. it was like, okay, it this was is actually thing. a good show. Yeah, yeah oh, exactly. Um, the, the show I was trying to think of, by the way, was uh, Adam Scott did a show that ran for two seasons, I think, called Ghosted. Um, mm. Which, it was a shame it only ran for two seasons because the second season is where I feel it started to hit its stride. Um, the idea was he was working for, like, a government paranormal investigation uh, firm. And, like, the first season was very much, like, weird in that vein and kind of didn't work. But in season two, they started to shoot it like The Office. Like, it was a workplace drama, but they just Ghosted? worked for... Oh, weird. They just worked for, like, a ghost hunting agency, but really? it was shot okay. like The hmm. Office. Um, was it good, though? I, I think this, the first season was a little mad. I think the second season was pretty good. Huh. Yeah. I'm definitely it's curious interesting. to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, too. It seems because usually when you try to do like with having Steve Carell in the primary role, it's that's usually risky because it's like, are they trying to go exactly for what they had before? And usually that has a strange look to it. So and they seem smart enough to know that you can't just duplicate that. So I'm curious mm-hmm. what the hell they got waiting. They haven't it released has to stand a lot. on its own two feet in some I mean, way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, Maybe we'll it's see. darker I mean, because the, it's on Netflix, you know. I mean, I don't the know biggest thing is going to be exactly how competent 
he's supposed to be in this one because yeah 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 like this that, is, yeah yeah because mm-hmm. in the, yeah in the office he's kind of supposed to be he's a buffoon who has these moments of brilliance where you see how he got his job that's that's the whole thing with michael scott but in this one like is he actually well, really competent is everyone around him the buffoon like what's going to be the thing yeah that's always the thing with michael scott as a character is like the the way to explain him was always like michael scott rises to the level of his own incompetence because at the moments when like he is showing himself being a salesman, he is fantastic at he's it. He's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. then he gets put in a managerial position because he's so good at being a salesman and he's terrible. He's not at it. any yes. good at that. Yeah. 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 Um, I yeah, and just the whole idea they're they're maybe taking a little bit more of a political angle seems funny to me. If yeah. if that's what they're yeah. going for. I don't think that we will see I don't think we'll see the same character that we saw in the office with Steve Carell, but I, I'm really curious to see that dynamic of all these other big stars in this show because yeah. there are a ton yeah. of big name stars in there. Whether or not they're at the twilight of their career, they've seen better days, whatever it may be, there are a ton of big name actors and actresses in the show. And it's going to be interesting to see how they all act together because I think John Malkovich is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, she's. I've seen her recently in like one-off episodes of certain TV shows, for example, like New Girl. She was on an episode of that, and she's been great in it. I think that she's solid, and I think this is right in her wheelhouse. Um, ben Schwartz, obviously, he's hilarious, and so it's going to be on interesting. the rise. I yeah, I think that there are a ton of funny people and good people in here, and so I think we're going to see a lot of awesomeness from Steve Carell, but I don't think we're going to see like that level that we saw in the office because I felt like the office was basically a conduit for primarily his comedy. It was his playground, you know? I mean, there were other storylines in there, but people tuned in weekly to see Steve Carell. But with this show, I don't think it's going to be quite at that level. There are going to be other actors and actresses who are going to steal the spotlight at various moments. And I think we'll even see Steve Carell kind of be a backdrop, but I'm really excited for the show. I really am. I, uh, I've been spending some of this quarantine granted. I still been working, but I've been spending some of it like going back and looking at older interviews or, um, re reading stuff about various shows like community. I've been watching that recently. So I've been going back and watching interviews on YouTube or, uh, John Krasinski dropped his new YouTube channel and they were doing an interview with Steve Carell. So things like that. And it just makes you realize how much you miss like that chemistry that those human beings build in a show over the years and that like magic. And so I think one of my biggest hopes with this show is that they have that core cast, but they start bringing in people from like the office for one off or a few episode arc within the show. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's if anyone's out there wants there like Shay was saying, there's a there's a really good podcast called Office Ladies. If you ever want to check it out, if you're an office nerd like myself and you're bored, it's a uh, uh, Ange the I'm sorry I forgot her real life name, but Angela and Pam from the Office. Uh, they talk about stories from every single episode of the show, um, and it's it's a pretty cool podcast. And there's a lot of guests on there, like Greg Daniels as well, and gives you insight into how that show was done. It's pretty mind blowing. Look behind the curtain, it's, if you will. It, it's kind of interesting to see, too, because, like, granted, they've been doing that f- since before the quarantine, but 
there are a ton of people who are starting podcasts now for stuff like that. I know. Yeah, um, there's a Scrubs one right now. That I was I just literally going to say that. I just started listening to that the other day, and I've been absolutely loving it. Yeah, th- this week they had uh, Sarah Chalk on it. That was a really good episode. Dude, I'm excited. I love the chemistry that Zach Braff and Donald Faison had on the show, and having them back together to just talk about each episode is super fun. And I like the fact that they do it to where it's like, it's like kind of director's commentary where you don't have to, but you can follow along, watch the episodes with them, and then you yeah, they're just doing get, a like, full behind, rewatch behind the scenes cuts. Yeah, yeah. I love Sarah Chalk for sure. Scrubs well, wanna... is such a good fucking show. Ugh, Sarah Chalk, absolutely. Uh, anyways, the the uh, let's let's get out of here. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Leslie, uh, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Here. Thank you. Your, your wisdom. I had one question to end the show with. At the end, I know you posted about the end of that crazy finale in the Final Fantasy VII remake. When it was all said and done, the the finale, the conclusion of this, put it into words with me, I guess, without spoilers. How did you feel about the end? After all this weight, all this buildup, when those credits were rolling down, and you were sending that Instagram post, Sector 7 herself, how did you feel? Fuck. Mm. How about wow. that? Wow. How about that? My po- I a similar emotion. I, yes, I believe yeah. my post said, holy fucking shit. That's it. All We're right. going to leave it at that. Okay. I, I say we leave that for the final word on, on that for now, but I, a point of order. Don't, don't credit scroll up. What did I say? Scroll down? Scroll down. Credits do scroll oh. up. Yeah, I hate true. you. I hate all of you. Yeah. Yes, and fish don't <laughs> live in cages, Josh. I get it. Ugh, Jesus Christ. No one uh, even caught it except you, you <coughs> I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did. One last time. Just stick it to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's all right. You're going to be Michael Jackson before you That's know it, buddy. Yeah. Randy we're Jackson. making you the best Morgan you can be. Which is still not that great, but we're trying. Any, any improvement would be nice. Aim low and um. avoid disappointment. You know what I said? <laughs> Oh, that's the seven remake in a nutshell. All right, so let's get out of here. Um, Leslie, again, thank you so much. Uh, Rich from New York, uh, fighting the rats, Josh in Michigan. Oh, I've allied myself with them now. <laughs> He's allied with the rats. Shay from Japan. Um, you know, we'll probably have to you know, ease down on the seven talk for a while and talk about other video games. So. <laughs> Great, I could talk about Persona next week. <laughs> This is what happens. I We still have to do a chompy after dark. Leslie, this goes on. Anyways, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash swordchomp if you want to support us. Go to Instagram, look for Sector 7 Item Shop, and you can find Leslie's magical world of gaming memorabilia. And we will see you next week for an all-new Chompcast.